What up, what up, what up, yo, we're back with episode seven of the the deluxe version, yeah. <laughs> it's seven, God Yeah, it's episode damn. seven, yeah, like, it's crazy, yeah, th- I hope that's a familiar voice you guys know, uh, I got the boy Anthony Crawford back in the building. Guess who's back? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it's been a minute, yeah, gl- uh, glad to have him back, like, all right, I haven't seen you in a while either, so it's good, it's good to see you again. Man. Yeah. Life. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> I, I'm mad, I missed your, your 25th birthday. Uh, how was that? How was that? Um, let's just say Hennessy got a lot of my money. Um, <laughs> and then Henny Palooza took majority of my money. Mm-hmm. And my frat brothers, uh, bless their heart, mm-hmm. tried to fight the bartender. And then um, we kind of like had to leave. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what about Tinder? Okay, so my like my, my line brother decided to like get rowdy with the bartender, the oh, one I, who's oh, actually supplying oh, the liquor. I, I was saying, I was thinking Tinder. That's my that's my bad. No, no, yeah. bartender. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. So he's like, we're just out partying, and I'm like, life is just completely blurred. And my like profile comes over, and he's like, yeah, we gotta go. And I'm like, why? Why we? Why we gotta leave? And he was like, yo, line brother got to fighting with the bartender. Damn. So my thing is like, if it was anybody else, like somebody just round up to him or something, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as mad. But like. You fought the supplier of the Hennessy. Exactly. So now I'm like, that gets awkward what quick. The fuck? Yeah. Either way, yeah. it was boss. It was really boss. Was like uh, most of the people that we kicked it with, they kind of surprised me with like a birthday cake. Mm-hmm. But I think that small gesture was just like strong enough to like reel everything. Yeah, in. that goes a long way, especially when you're like in LA, like you you barely like you came here, you come here like on your own, and you're just like meeting new people and just. Showing, yeah. yeah, showing that love from people that you've just met, and they're just showing how much they care. That, that, that means like, a lot. I've been out here for like maybe like two years now, mm-hmm. and that small gesture just realized like how many people really care about exactly. you know me and just the whole clique. You Absolutely, know? yeah. So that was like. The icing on the cake. Yeah, there, balls. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. that that's good to hear. And then, uh, oh yeah, you were telling me that uh, they were shooting at your house. Like, you, you don't have to tell us like full details or anything. But like, what was the experience like? Yeah. So my uh, one of my roommates is um, kind of like a big time, medium time, like growing producer. Mm-hmm. Small world, right? Yeah. And so he wanted to kind of like shoot a, like a film using our house, mm-hmm. which is. I was at first I was skeptical about it. Yeah, it's a it's a great location. Your place is a great yeah, location. Yeah, it's nice, it's really nice. Yeah. But um I was just like, how long are these people gonna be here? <laughs> so like they were there for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because mm-hmm. I've never been on a legit film shoot for an indie mm-hmm. film. Um and I got to meet the DP, I got to meet the director, I got mm-hmm. to meet the art direction crew, and it's like twenty twenty five people at my house. That's what's just up. like yeah. moving in and out for two weeks. Mm-hmm. At like seven o'clock in the morning, and they don't leave till like about eight. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, just watching that kind of reaffirm my my goals again back into filmmaking because mm-hmm. it just was interesting how they were taking the house and they were recreating. You know, my downstairs would be somebody's like bedroom, and my room would be like somebody's living room or some shit like that. Yeah, what? and it's, it's just crazy how they reset it up. Yeah. So like I was just trying to like get like on set questions answered like why did you do this shot what was the decisions for this and mm-hmm. that and you know just kind of learned like on the go at my house it was mm-hmm. kind of like a uh, master class live oh so yeah, it was yeah. like instead of watching a computer screen I was mm-hmm. like so uh, DP how do you do this and mm-hmm. director like why'd you make these choices it, it was an interesting like, yeah because experience weeks. that's always like the best teacher for real it yeah, is especially yeah. with filmmaking i don't think you can learn filmmaking online i know right? because it's like you can go online and watch film ride and you can go online and go to no film school and you can read about it but mm-hmm. i think what's interesting about this whole experience i had 
for the fact that if I could walk out of my bedroom, I could just be like, yo, what's up with this? Basically, And yeah. just be like, and I'm watching the film being made because they had extra monitors. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those moments where I'm thankful that this happened, but I'm glad you guys are like getting ready to go. Exactly. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Imagine two weeks of like 25 mm-hmm. people. I walked out of my room one day in my fucking Calvin Klein boxers, and like everybody saw me in my Calvin Klein Damn. boxers. I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. Like DP, ADP, this creative director, yeah. art team. They were like, oh, I'm sorry. We didn't know you were like still in there. I'm like, yeah, I'm in yeah, my fucking boxers exactly, at 7 o'clock yeah. in the morning. That's, you know? like a, that's like a wild crash course in all this. It was it was mm-hmm. an interesting experience. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's some good food. I, I can imagine. I'm gonna yeah. tell you something. They got a, they got a food team. You straight. <laughs> they have some nice like lemon cake. Yo, mm. oh my god. They, oh shit. I told them bring some more lemon cake. Bring the blueberry mm-hmm. flavor. Joe. Yeah, killing it. Amazing, bro. Killing it. But it was good. It was yeah, cool. Experience. That's good to hear. Like, yeah, like only only in LA does shit happen like that. Yeah, like. But you know what's crazy? If you. Are trying to shoot a short film at your house, you mm-hmm. have to get a permit for your house to shoot. Oh, so what was that process like? Did you know about it all that, or like did I didn't. Involved in this that? is literally like from ground X in Tennessee. Like, if we want to shoot something, we are gonna shoot something. Mm-hmm. It's Tennessee. I'm pretty sure it's cheaper to shoot there. But mm-hmm. my produce, like my roommate was telling me, like as a producer, like you have to get permits for everything for the streets for mm-hmm. the house. And he stays in the same house. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you can't like, oh, we're just going to set something up and like shoot something. Yeah. Like you have to get a permit from the city Damn. to shoot at your residential house that you sleep at night and mm-hmm. eat and shit and everything else. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm going to buck the system. <laughs> True that. The more you know, the more you know. That's that's wild. Say my nickels and pennies. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, uh, oh, yeah. I don't think I mentioned, I don't think I said this in the beginning. Like, Alright, well, this is like my, my running line every time I do the episode. Well, basically, the deluxe version, it's a place where creators critique and converse on content and concepts. So mm-hmm. that's what, uh, so we're back at it again. And this week, there's a there's a lot, lot of shit to talk about. Uh, I guess one thing, like on the top of the top of the shit is uh, Kendrick's new album. Yes. Basically, uh, yeah. Ca- damn. Called, called Damn. I love yeah. it. God damn you, God damn me. Oh, it's such a yeah. good album. It, it is like. It, I haven't had a, an album like this in a minute where I've just put it on repeat. Probably the last album like this was maybe was maybe Blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kendrick's album is one of those rare albums that you can listen to from top to bottom and then hit repeat, and you won't be mad that it restarted again. Exactly. Like it. Like I think the one thing that I've noticed about him that I like is that he'll use every single aspect of whatever he's using, and he'll, he'll just keep reusing it. Like he'll use like a tree, you know, make like. You use the branches. He'll make paper from it, and like he'll all like recycle all that shit mm-hmm. into one thing. And there's like all these small clues and everything. And you don't see that with a lot of artists. Like they use, like they're very, like he's very down to every single detail, which is amazing. His, exec- his execution of his album is, to me, is like what defines him as a like pi- like a strong artist in mm-hmm. the game. Because I mean, we can all agree that he's a lyricist, right? He's one mm-hmm. of the top lyricists. But I think like when you look at his albums. Is how he delivers his lyrics. Like Kendrick, what I love about him so much is that he will switch the beat at the right exactly. moment. Exactly. Like, and it yeah. still flows, and he'll switch the beat again, mm-hmm. and he'll like say like a whole bunch of crazy shit, and it's just getting like da 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 boom. Exactly. And just he'll stop. Be mellowed and spats and be mellowed again. It will stop, yeah. and it's like right where it's too much. He just puts a little pause and yeah it's like a whole new scene exactly it's a fucking movie yeah it's it's very illustrative like you gotta love that shit like mm-hmm. you don't you don't see that too often like with the b change like a lot of times you almost have like three songs in one song basically right right and, right, right which is crazy 
Like the like the hard part four, which didn't make it into the album, mm-hmm. but like how that came out, it was like three fucking sections. Yeah, but he reused the beat, like which was good, and uh, I think Fear, which yeah, was cool. Yeah, it was that, Fear. that was dope. Oh, I love Fear. Yeah, Fear I don't know good. which one is my favorite one yet because I think Fear. I think storytelling wise, I think it's uh, Buckworth. Was it Buckworth? Oh, Duckworth. 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 I yeah, said Buckworth. <laughs> Duckworth. Yeah, because it's like I think the story behind it is, and which I love, is that we kill human potential. Mm-hmm. If he would have robbed or killed his dad, mm-hmm. Kendrick would have been fatherless, and yeah. Kendrick probably would be in the streets. He probably would not Basic, be yeah. here, and TDE may not be here. Mm-hmm. And just when you think about what's going on in the world, as we're you know killing each other within America's territory or mm-hmm. outside in the world, it's just like the people that are dying could be the next something. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's such a relatable story to like when you peel it back and you kind of look at it. It's like damn, the person like. That just died, like or police brutality is just like that person that got affected by that could have been the next something. Definitely. We will never know. We yeah. will never know. So that, I don't know. I just yeah. took I just took that to heart and just like really just stuck with it and just held on to that that whole narrative because you never know what tomorrow may bring or what tomorrow may produce. Yeah, you know? it's a great way of just addressing like how like so many so many people just keep getting uh, lost in the street culture and keep dying off that like. We uh we don't really get a chance to see their full potential at its peak at, mm-hmm. uh, because of these unfortunate circumstances. So it's great. And, I mean, if yeah. you take, even if you take away the like the unfortunate circumstances, it's still the idea of you know the human potential is never revealed mm-hmm. until like a pivotal moment, mm-hmm. and whether that is the taking of someone's life or the 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 elevation of someone's life. And I think that's Very what true. like which is good about what Kendrick does and. And most of it, all his albums, he really kind of narrates that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like a dude on the streets. And exactly. He grew up rough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are moments he could have died. Mm-hmm. And moments he could have went a lot further. But yeah. at the end of the day, he's here. And he's a, he's a representation of, like, what could come out of the streets and what mm-hmm. could come out of, like, like just being smart of getting there and just being the best that you can be as yeah. an artist. And that's why he fucking flourished. And exactly. That's why, to me, like, a lot of people say that you can't compare him to Drake just because they have two different styles. But... And as I do it because they're the top two in the game. And mm-hmm. why Kendrick is better than Drake is because he doesn't have to pull stories and appropriate from other cultures to create a narrative. Very true, yeah. Kendrick's stories are so authentic and they're well orchestrated from top to bottom that mm-hmm. all the pieces feel like he created. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at Drake's album, per se, it's grime, it's like Caribbean, and it's like, it's Drake emotional, yeah. and then he's about to glow. It's like 15 different pieces. Mm-hmm. And the album before that is just like, it's more cohesive, but it just feels like he's pulling from other sounds. Very true. Yeah. Kendrick's like collection of work from Section Eighty to Overly Dedicated to like Good Kid, Mad City, all just feels so authentic mm-hmm. and just well curated within a realm. He's not mm-hmm. pulling from nobody. He's pulling from himself. Exactly from his own experiences and all that. And Man, it's yeah. just, that's a, that's some creativity. Exactly. That ain't. <laughs> but you know what? It's not even getting into like you know the the conspiracy theories that are out now mm-hmm. about today. Have you heard about that? Wait, what? When, when's the one about damnation? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah uh, if you didn't know, we're recording this on Easter Sunday, and uh, there's like the like the speculation that uh, Kendrick's going to drop an album on today, like around Coachella, I guess, since he performed at Coachella tonight. So this is my theory, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to drop it after if he does. Mm-hmm. Now this 50, I'm fifty fifty with this. He's yeah. going to drop it after his Coachella performance because yeah. it makes sense strategically. Why would you drop it? the day before mm-hmm. or before you perform. Yeah. You know, he's, I think he's, 
if the conspiracy theories are right. Mm-hmm. I think he. Yeah, have you seen that list of like just it's all this a shit? long yeah. list. It's yeah. like he wake he wakes up and he got a red pill and he got a blue pill yeah. and then we got the red pill and then mm-hmm. he's gonna eat the blue pill and the blue pill is gonna be the brick wall with the blue and exactly. then guess what? He's gonna tap dance and the tap dancer <laughs> is gonna create something and yeah. the tap dancer taps is gonna be a new album. Mm-hmm. I'm like what the fuck? Who found this? Yeah, just like I, that's the one thing I don't like about hip, the hip hop head subreddit. It's basically just like a, a group of just niggas just like circle jerking around these ideas and they just run with just one speculation and they're quick mm-hmm. they are this yeah. this drop the day after damn mm-hmm. drop and it's like whoa you guys really own some shit yeah you own some real like shit. chill with that yeah basically but it's like i will say this i'll give them this that's a very thorough conspiracy mm-hmm. theory especially with like the like the people in on kendrick scene basically like almost leading the way or like creating that that vibe with I think his producer Soundwave dropping a picture of Morpheus and uh, saying all that stuff. Well, well, Sound, what he did, he went back to say that he was referring to the leak mm-hmm. album, which yeah. was missing a few pieces. Basic, yeah. But he never discredited the theories. Mm-hmm. He just said, well, I wasn't talking about that. Exactly. I was talking about the leaked album. So to me, I feel like there's a potential for it to still live. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, like, put it out there, but... If he did drop that, that would be a hot release. Mm-hmm. Two albums, damn, and nation, basically. And then, like, one of the pieces of the of the of the theory was, you know, the cover is representative of the Times Magazine, yeah. Donald Trump one, where they yeah. had Times. I said that, yeah, I said that same shit on Twitter, and nobody believed you. Yeah, I said, I think I, I posted. I was like, uh, one thing I tweeted, I was like, uh, I should write like a conspiracy theory about how this relates to the time piece, but I'm too lazy. It is, yeah, it is. I feel like the, it's the if you look at the M, it's directly above Kendrick. Yeah, they're saying it's like devil horns and shit. Yeah, basically. and yeah. that of course, in the whole t- mm-hmm. entire concept of the album, that he dies, mm-hmm. he just literally disappears from the world. Yeah. So to me, it's like okay, that's a cool little t- nod mm-hmm. to like culture, and then if he does the nation part, if you look at nation N A T I O N, the mm-hmm. O is the halo. Oh, true, true, true. So I'm yeah. like, that would be a flip. That, that would be, be a mean flip, mm-hmm. Str- like strategically and like creatively. And mm-hmm. then this is supposed to be the rebirth album. So like, it's the same thing that kind of like Weekend did when he yeah. killed himself, and like. That one music video with Daft Punk. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he killed himself. Yeah, because he had like the dreads and like yeah. the ass haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he killed himself and he reborn. Like mm-hmm. this whole like concept of mm-hmm. killing yourself and reborn. I don't know what's up with yeah, it. Yeah, we're really just if that tarp. if Kendrick did that, that would be mm-hmm. fire. Because like that just threw, that threw me off. Like the first time I heard, it, I was like, wow, he dies on the first song, and yeah, it was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he just hits with DNA, and DNA goes so <laughs> fucking hard. <laughs> DNA goes this is where so you cut funny. to commercial that you play DNA. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so crazy. I get. I get. I get. I get. Yeah. He. He went. Yeah. This flame. Yeah. Like that shit was crazy. Uh, wait. What else was I about to say? All right. Oh wait. I I remember like when we were talking offline. You, you didn't really like the album when the album cover when it first came out. But had your had your opinion kind of changed on it a bit? No. Since you still don't like it? Uh, you know, I'll tell it like this. I, I believe in simplicity for simplicity. Yeah, shout out to Vlad Sabatov, the graphic designer. Yeah. He, it, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he's been involved I, in, in the past shit, so. You yeah. know, I, I do not hate on anybody's work, mm-hmm. but I do feel that if you are given an opportunity to design something for an artist like, you might want to give it a little bit more like continuity or yeah. like strength in it because mm-hmm. anyone can easily go and say, you just put Tommy Roman on top mm-hmm. of a Kendrick photo. And your rebuttal could easily be, well, it's simplistic, mm-hmm. it's stripped down, and it's like super easy to do. And it's like, okay, 
I got you. Mm-hmm. But like, that's a very like now I want to say weak because it's disrespectful, but it's like very loose. Yeah, like anybody could have made that album cover, and I feel like sometimes you want to create work that cannot be replicated. Mm-hmm. But like, if it's that simple to do, and that and the argument is it's like simple, it's supposed to be like really like pull back. I don't think it's successful. I don't. I don't. And then, and it's a representation. It's a direct reflection of what Times did for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not an authentic concept. It's nothing new. You kind of pulled your inspiration from something that already happened. Yeah, it's just a reflection of it. But I think yeah. if I'm going to defend it and say like I actually appreciate it more after hearing the album because like especially looking at the photo about like it kind of. I kind of feel like the whole wickedness and weakness vibe just from Kendrick's look in mm-hmm. the in the photo. Like it look like he looks he looks dead and dry. Yeah, it almost looks like that moment where he's about to be shot. That's that's what my imagination is. So this yeah. is my this is my thing. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But does the fo- does the photography direction give that off, or does the design? Because the a design difference. doesn't really like because I feel like there could have been a better way to to illustrate the the typography. But mm-hmm. I guess if you're if you're trying to basically mimic that Time magazine, that's where it's supposed to come in come into play. But there's so many other ways you could have executed that. Because when you think about it. When you look at the the talk that Virtual Abdul did um, at that uh, at the school, it's on YouTube. I can't remember the name of it, but um, he gave a talk about when he did the Kanye CD case, and mm-hmm. he was saying like the inspiration behind that was the death of CD of that format. Oh, that really? Did, Wait, was this for this was for Yeezus, right? Or was this, this for this is for uh, yes, Yeezus? Oh, for Yeezus. Yeezus. Okay. So he was saying that the idea behind that, which was interesting, that it was an open casket for the death of the CD format because everything Damn. was pioneering into like streaming or like digital content. Mm-hmm. So though it was an empty case, mm-hmm. that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. It's e- it's a, such a simple such a simple concept, but yeah. like the theory behind it is that at the time of Jesus, like everything was kind of transitioning to mm-hmm. like digital streaming. It was transitioning into a new age of releasing music. So yeah. for Jesus to have an open case with mm-hmm. no type of artwork and a red strap. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's cool. That's authentic. And it has a strong concept because in culture, that's when we were pioneering and moving into a new space. But what Vlad did was like, I'm going to keep it simple and I'm going to like, you know, um, put times on there and then, you know, it represents like really pulled back and deconstructed um, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. But really though. Yeah, I guess there are... I don't think it, it takes much credit away from like what he's done in the past with like Tequila Butterfly and just like other other. No, projects. no, no, no. But no. one thing I do wish is that like I kind of wish like I like the the con- the uh, how consistent it was with like Schoolboy doing the typography. So yeah. I kind of wish that was on this album cover. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, see what I will say like Vlad did other pieces of work mm-hmm. and maybe for, like fifty percent of why I feel that way is that it's a big jump mm-hmm. from to Pimp a Butterfly artwork. To this, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so, so like, it's a huge change. It's yeah. a, it's a huge jump, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know if I can't really mess with it because I was talking to one of my friends about it. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's okay. It's a cool concept that's mm-hmm. supposed to be a death of Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. but like, this doesn't feel like he's dead. He just feels tired and dry. And then to come from Pimp a Butterfly, and then from Pimp a Butterfly, he came from, of course, Untitled Master. Yeah, but I don't yeah, really exactly. count I don't that one. Really counts, but yeah. like, Good Cat, Good uh, Good Kid, Mad City. That art direction was fly. Yeah, with you the, know? yeah, with the like Polaroid and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was interesting. So you see, like that 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 jump mm-hmm. is just like artwork, amazing. Yeah, to pimp a butterfly artwork and photography was awesome. Made fucking headlines, and then this. Yeah, like it, there could have been a different way to direct it. Like 
right, I guess, uh, what would if you could like if you if you were like in Vlad's shoes, how would you how what would your direction be? <laughs> I would love. I, to, I, would love to <laughs> I like you. Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I you know, I I would be interested to see what. Hmm. What a funeral will look like. Yeah, that's you know true. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, because traditionally a funeral looks the same across all boards. Mm-hmm. It's like in a church or a cathedral, mm-hmm. in like an open casket or something like that. Yeah. I would be more interested to see what inspiration we could pull from a a a, a legitimate funeral. Yeah, like if, something that was if a if bit abstract, in my opinion, because like I think that kind of I like that secrecy that you don't even know that Kendrick Kendrick is gonna die like first mm-hmm. track. I, I love that. So maybe in, in some way that was abstract, but that could work. Or maybe I feel like I don't know if it's like if we just pull, uprooted a, a, a uprooted a tombstone, mm-hmm. or if we like smash a fucking tombstone, mm-hmm. or if we look at it from like, if I, I'm thinking of like, if we pulled out, you know how we go to like a funeral and like the casket is above the 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 the, the dugout area. Yeah. If we just remove the casket and just left that rectangular shape, turned it sideways, and just put like dam in there or something, mm-hmm. or like you know, I yeah. don't, I would have to really think about it, mm-hmm. but like I would really just kind of nod back to the concept of death. Yeah. More so than just hinting at it through type, yeah. because time to Roman is. Definitely not a death thing. Mm-hmm. If anything, I would try comic, comic sans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit, no. Or like, or if it's a, if, if it's a obituary or something. I think like those areas mm-hmm. you can still do it very yeah. simple, like very simple. Mm-hmm. But I think the imagery that would sell it would really not more closely to the yeah. you know, or like a chalk outline. Like exactly. Yeah. If you do like a whole concrete like background. And you did like either the outline or Kendrick or Kendrick's name in the outline, like a body, mm-hmm. like super simple, not like hood flyer shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> really super simple. Then I'll be like, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. But right now it just feels like it's a photo with an interesting like color scheme and mm-hmm. timely Roman on top of yeah. it. Yeah. Especially if this idea of like this nation coming out, like, uh, like what I'm getting is more the idea, the idea of choice. So like, I don't, there, there could be a better way to just set, evaluate that idea of choice if there is the. Cause I really like. Uh, it'd be cool if, it, if this is a double album, but mm-hmm. we won't really know until like later today. We will know yeah. at twelve o'clock. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Or at ten thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what time is it set is. Oh, I trust me. I know. Oh, I'm, I need to check that out. I got my Coachella stream. Yeah, ready. I haven't checked out any of the streams yet. Uh, I need to. Travis Scott killed it. Oh, and Sampa killed it. Yeah, I heard. Uh, Schoolboy was dope too. Uh, so yeah, I gotta check that out. Uh, oh, let, uh, yeah, I was talking about. Basically, oh, because uh, the one thing I was talking about was with this album was the idea of like wickedness and weakness and how we were talking about fear. And then mm-hmm. I guess we were talking about it earlier offline about like that Will Smith video. Like, yeah. Uh, the one thing I don't like though is that Will Smith kind of like he kind of contradicts basically what Kendrick is saying because like I think what Kendrick is saying from the album is that like fear is basically the intersection of wickedness and weakness and like in a way they they come together to mm-hmm. uh, to create choice in a way uh, in that. That basically determines. I don't know. I don't know. I guess life or death. All right. So yeah, weakness and weakness. Yeah, weakness, mm-hmm. weakness and weakness. All right. So with that Will Smith line video, he's re- recent Will Smith videos where he talks about Scott. I mean, he kind of contradicts that by saying that uh, the point, the pursuit of uh, maximum danger. The, no, the point of maximum danger equals minimum fear. Which I don't really. Like it sounds kind of weird. Say that one more time. The, the, the <laughs> point, the point of maximum danger equals the point of minimum fear. The point of maximum danger is the point of minimum, minimum fear. fear. Maximum, like almost at the point, like, uh, like you're in so much danger that you 
don't care anymore. Well, I think yeah, I think yeah. that's the point when you either realize like life or death is really on mm-hmm. your like fucking shoulders. Yeah, but I don't. You know, that's that's a little interesting to say. Like maximum danger, minimum fear. Yeah, I kind of see what he's saying. Yeah, you know, but I guess if, they're in different contexts too. If you want to yeah. be a, like a narcissist, like really like negative and be mm-hmm. like a narcissist about it, like. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! I'm about to die, and you know what? Fuck it! It's just gonna happen. Exactly. You know yeah. that's what I mean. You really boil it down. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. And yeah. With the whole plane jumping feature, it's like he's fucking scared out of his mm-hmm. mind, but he gets to that point of bliss, and mm-hmm. he's out of the airplane, and he's like living life at this point. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even care anymore. Which I don't know if I would really like take it like that, mm-hmm. but I think I side more with Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to like. All right. Or the only way I could kind of support that is when maybe with. Because uh, this is going to lead to another topic in a second. Yeah. Uh, the idea of car accidents, like how you almost have to be loose in a way, like you, you have, uh, and that's the way you don't get hurt mm-hmm. in a car accident is that you're, because uh, you're not stiff. So, mm-hmm. so maybe, maybe that's, maybe well, that's. Well, I think it. that's the whole like concept of like martial arts sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on what fighting style you do. Like they tell you not to tense up, they tell you to kind of like mm-hmm. get your body a lot more loose because when you tense up, you get damaged a lot more instead oh, of being okay. fluid. That's how I learned, at least. Oh, wait, um, you did you did martial arts? Mm-hmm. Oh, when? Or I did you... like a little bit of like Krav Maga, which was like what's the, that? It's like Israeli combat. Mm-hmm. It's not really a fighting style. It's more of like a fighting system. Gotcha. It's like Israeli combat, and they pull inspiration from different art styles. Damn. Okay. And so um, one of the things that when I was learning it for like a, like a short time, it was that they were like, "You're too stiff. You're not like trying to like." like get really fluid you just have to be blunt for real yeah and they were like you got to learn how to tense up and not tense up because i'm a really tense person mm-hmm. like i'm like look are you trying mm-hmm. to run up like, exactly like, <laughs> yeah run up i can't really be fluid yeah. but like even when i learned boxing when i did like a little bit of boxing at mt it was the same way they were like mm-hmm. you got to stop being tight because when you get tight you lock yourself up and mm-hmm. you can't like really punch so you know that's why they do like different drills and hand combinations that, that makes like, sense makes you like a lot more faster yeah um but Essentially, that's what, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. Some people can be like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, uh, just like one steady, one steady flow. Yep. Just all that shit. Float like a butterfly, yeah. sing like a bee. Basically. That's, that's, where, that's where the concept came from. Basically. Float like a butterfly and sing like I, a bee. Oh, shit, that makes so much more sense now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess uh, I guess another su- subject is just like, uh, we can like randomly shout out to Chance's birthday today. So yeah. Happy. Did you hear the remix that Taylor did? Wait, Taylor Bennett, his brother? He did? He did like a remix of one of his songs. Oh, wait, what song? Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, it, was like a, it was like a quick, like a quick, like, scrub through on, yeah, like, like, Twitter. Yeah, uh, like, that's wild. It was, it was, it was, I mean, they're brothers, you know. Yeah, Chance. Wait, uh, are you going to that uh, Magnificent, uh, like, the tw- like Chance's tour? Uh, Let's see. My money is talking. Yeah, about yeah, money. Yeah, I'm my dollar bills <laughs> is mad at me. Yeah, <laughs> my bank account is like, no, nah, you can't. The VIP go. Uh, options are kind of cool. Though. Where is this video? God, I can't find it, man. Damn. All right, but yeah, I think he was talking about because uh, he was promoting his birthday in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I think it was wild. Like you could pay a hundred dollars just to go to his birthday, and then I think there were like these VIP packages too, but. Yeah. I want to go to the coloring the Max. Uh, what is it? Magnificent coloring book book uh, two. Yeah, he wait, did it. Yeah, he, he did a special event for the top ninety nine point nine percent of his fans. Yeah, so I don't know where I fall in that category. I, I'll tell I, you what, yeah. I ain't in the ninety nine point nine. Yeah, you gotta be listening to that that album at least like 
all the time. Like I think it was just uh, he was uh, getting the statistics off SoundCloud too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I take that back. It was point ninety nine. Damn. So I am in the ninety nine, but I'm not in the point yeah. ninety nine. Yeah, like they're like the top tier. He's like only like two people at that concert. Yeah, because I think he tweeted like <laughs> I only want people at this concert that know all the words to my songs. And oh shit, no. exactly. Let me tell you something. I, I, if you, I could play an album fifteen times, and I'll tell you, I can't mm. remember no lyrics. Yeah, it takes a minute to just. Re- uh, what's the last album you think you've like? You like know all the songs. To, all I just told to. you I can't. You don't. I have memory issues. <laughs> I have extreme memory issues. Cause when like, like oh, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm, a, you know, I'm a huge Kanye fan. Mm-hmm. You ask me to recite any lyric from Kanye from when he first came out on his mixtapes yeah. to where he at now, mm-hmm. I can name not one. Yeah, like I, like I haven't listened to Pablo in a minute. Like I can't remember the last time I listened to Pablo. But like I know the songs, yeah. I just can't recite the words. Exactly, yeah. And you know I got like a lisp, so yeah. all the lyrics come out. Like you got a little it, different. Like, I just know the hits. That, yeah. That's what I'm not, not even the hits. I know yeah. like the underground mm-hmm. stuff, but I just cannot recite them. Mm-hmm. I had recite. I look when I was in kindergarten, in middle school, in elementary school, when they told me to repeat something, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. That's the only way. I, that's the best way I can even like memorize stuff is by by song. Like I remember like uh like one of my teachers, she would always. Remember, like, math, you would teach mm-hmm. us math formulas in song, and that's how I still remember them to this day and shit like that. Anything that I teach is taught by song, I did not know. What? I'm telling you. I was, like, the weird kid. I was that kid that, like, came up with, like, some algorithm to remember shit. Oh. I was, like, uh, oh, God. I'm dead. It was, mm-hmm. like, a math problem. No, not math. Let me go to science. If it was, like, I'm trying to figure out what I do. Like, we were doing chemicals. Oh. And right. I was, I like, you know how, like, you do, like, the combination and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was the kid was, like, if I see... Uh, these three letters in, in rotation or in combination, that means it's either C, B, or D. Mm-hmm. These will, like, I don't, I can never, I cannot really explain it. I can't even explain it to my parents, but they were like, how do you come up with this crazy shit? Yeah, like, I was like, that's my way of thinking. I can't, co- rhythm, me no half, me no half at all, <laughs> but I can tell you, I can create a formula like a motherfucker. That's wild. Yeah, or you gotta find, like, some kind of, like, where to connect it, like, oh, such and such rhymes with this. If the yeah. moon is in this position yeah. and the earth is right there, that means this is going to happen to Saturn mm-hmm. and da da da. Like, I think that's why I suck yeah. at history because I don't know how to like connect shit like that. I was the same. Oh, yeah, I hate history? it. History? Yeah. Same way. It was like, okay, if John Wills Booth did this and Abraham was at this spot, yeah, then I, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't remember all that stuff. Like, it, you got to, or I wish they found a way to make it like more visually appealing because like textbooks wouldn't work for me. Like, them trying to just teach me a story through a textbook. Like, I wish there was like some kind of visual way that they taught history. Yeah, you know what? That would be interesting. Besides the History Channel, yeah, you know, I'm not. I don't fuck with History Channel. Well, like, what if all the textbooks were in like iPad or something? Cause, I know. Because right. I think the issue is, is like we're regurgitating and we're not learning and mm-hmm. we're not like holding in the imagery. We're mm-hmm. just like reading a whole list of words and then we see like that small box of a picture and it's like this exactly, is what Abraham yeah. Lincoln looks like and it's like mm. that's not enough Man, yeah there's nah. got there's got to be a, a better way to revamp that cuz oh so many work. potentials mm-hmm. so many potentials like you got I mean you can have textbooks on your phone for god's sake true i'm surprised that ain't been taking yeah. taking off well it has but it has not become like a thing mm-hmm. if i could revamp college yo everybody's textbook would be on the phone and you would get audio you get a lot of audio. But what about test time? They're going to be like, oh, put your phone up to the front, basically. No, of course, people would cheat. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, then it becomes a paper test. Mm-hmm. But, like, everything's on your phone. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to get a big, heavy textbook that you pay, pay for that shit. $200 yeah. for. Exactly. You, they, and then you don't give a fuck about. You get all that content on your phone. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to save stuff, you want to highlight stuff, if you want to print stuff, if you want to send stuff, it's mm-hmm. on your phone. Yeah, and you just delete the app once you once the semester's over. There you go. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And everything is it's visual. That easy. It's yeah. that easy. It's that easy. 
Now you gotta start that. You gotta start like an app or something. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm about to look that look. Check. <laughs> you gotta start that shit. This yeah. is the property of Anthony Crawford. Exactly. Yeah, and this Darryl. is a disclaimer right here. Just yeah, you don't sell that shit. We'll I'm see your saying. ass. But like people have already entered that territory. Mm-hmm. But just if you could like make it like mm-hmm. hot. Like mm-hmm. make it like a lookbook. Like a look like a history lookbook. Yeah. Oh Lord. Like you got you gotta relate to the kids, bro. You gotta relate to the kids. kids. Creative. Yeah, like there's gotta be some kind of way. All right. Let's see what uh, what oh so, something that's been on my mind that I kind of wanted to talk to to you you mm-hmm. about was this idea like with ads specifically is that I feel like with ads we uh, we try to either or even like with media in general we try to either relate or create a fantasy mm-hmm. and like this thought came to me when I was watching Atlanta the other day because mm-hmm. I because I feel like the thing that was great about Atlanta was that a lot of things that you could, there were so many things that you could relate to with it like uh, I was watching the club episode and the idea like. Uh, just that environment, or <laughs> the, is, that the, is that the one with the invisible car? Yeah, the one with the invisible <laughs> car. Like it was like a mix of fantasy and reality, and uh, stuff that you can relate to. Even the, the episode where he was broke too. Like mm-hmm. I think that's where success comes in. Is that uh, with stuff uh, with media or uh, creativity is that you either have to relate to or create a fantasy. So mm-hmm. uh, do you feel like as a creative, what are you trying to what are you trying to achieve with that? Are you trying to create something that uh that people can actually like tug their heart to and relate to or something you're almost trying to uh create something that almost influences or pushes people to go in that direction with the fantasy i think it's a little bit of both Mm -hmm. you know i think for you for people to be like genuinely dope creative Mm -hmm. i think it's a hint of fantasy Mm -hmm. right it's like you can't hit people with an imaginary car, but it's just pure comedy. That's true. But the aspect of Atlanta that's great is that anybody and everybody can experience this world that you know Donald Glover and his and his wife or his girlfriend is going through. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think if I had to choose between the red pill and the blue pill, mm-hmm. I would go with relativity mm-hmm. because we live in an emotional. We live in a very. Um, I'm trying to figure like, what's the word I'm looking for. It's um, I can't think of the word right now, but like empathy. There we go. Oh, okay. okay. We're in a very empathetic world, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, you can create a fantasy that feels when you peel back the layers relatable. But I think what we want in this world is understanding. I think like yeah. as creatives that we have to come from a point where the storyline and the through thread is that re- like relating to this story mm-hmm. in some shape or fashion is more important than anything. Like, you can look at. I mean, God. Um, I mean, like, I'm trying to figure out what, like, what book I can just pull out of my mind right now, or what movie, like Transformers. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk about Transformers, right? Yeah, that is a fucking fantasy world out this mm-hmm. fucking world. But, but the they whole, try to relate to you with like the people, exactly. The humans, yeah, like exactly with the humans. It's like the whole concept of where the new world enters a, a old world that we mm-hmm. all know, and they clash, mm-hmm. and then it's this whole adventure. That is kind of like what we're going through now mm-hmm. in the world of politics with. Of course, North Korea and Syria, like two different worlds coming together and like who has the power, who has the understanding. Yeah. Nobody, God, for God's sakes. But like there's a little bit of, to me, like relativity, relativity I can't even say the word, there go my list. But like that matters more in creativity mm-hmm. than anything to me. Now, some people may argue like you've got to create this world, you got to create this atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You can create it where the hell you want to, but if I can't relate to it, it's not cool. That's it's not, true. Yeah. You can't, I can't put my experiences into that box. Yeah. You know, um, I remember there was one book uh, back in, like, old, like, fifth grade, like, Artemis Fowl. Uh-huh. Like, 
That sounds the tech The tech kid. It was like this techie book. Mm-hmm. He was like growing up. Is that up. like a series or is that like? I think it was a series. It's so old. But like his whole thing was like he was this kid growing up. He was super smart. He would create all this technological bullshit. But like his experience that he was going through of being like marginalized or being scared, it was like interesting at the time to me. And that's mm-hmm. like, I feel like a little bit of relativity goes a long way. Like it can make a fantasy so great. That's true. You know, I don't have no modern, I don't have any modern books that I have read mm-hmm. that talks about relativity or like creates a fantasy world that relates back. Mm-hmm. I probably should do that. But, um, I pretty, I really should. Yeah, it's do almost that. interesting because they're, because uh, with, uh, with like the fantasy, they're almost trying to like buy you into a world. Like, I think the first <laughs> one, of the, uh, like the mm-hmm. first examples that came to my head was maybe like the beer commercials at the Super Bowl, even like that that horrible Pepsi commercial. Like they're trying to oh. sell you on a on a fantasy that's that's bullshit. That's not fantasy. That's just like that's like misappropriation of life. True. Yeah. Because it's like to me, I, when you peel that back, that was relative relativity. Done, it's gone wrong. Worst. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, your, your I'm, mind. I'm glad we're connecting this. Yeah. Your 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 team who made this spot. Not saying that. I mean, God bless every creative. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own mind. You don't know what the realities of the world are. Mm-hmm. Because if you're at a protest, you're not sitting there clinging your Pepsi cans and laughing and ah. exactly like oh, that's the part that got right. me the most. Yeah. Out of the entire spot, it's two white women. Clinging their Pepsi cans in front of a march, was like, look mm-hmm. at the life, and we're having a great time, you motherfuckers. And they think that's just gonna solve all. It's gonna solve yeah. the issue, and at that the heart so of the dumb. commercial, the solution of the commercial, the resolu- the resolution of this commercial is giving a cop a fucking Pepsi can. And I know that's like a very like small thing, but like that is just like that's just pure. Yeah, like, it's just you starting don't get to, it. And, and then having like a white spokesperson like be the be in charge of that, like basically just having. I'm not worried yeah. about Kendall. Really? See, me, I'm not worried about Kendall, Kyle, whatever. You wouldn't, would you? Would you have felt differently if like uh, there was like a black lead that was handing this Pepsi? I don't because this is to me this yes this is a Black Lives Matter issue, mm-hmm. but like police brutality is like is growing to be an issue for everybody. Like legitimately, like you see videos every day where somebody black is getting hurt, and then you got videos of people who are minorities or are Latino that's getting hurt. Police brutality directly impacts Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I'm a Black Lives Matter supporter, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day. You have been in a probably a situation if you're a minority, yeah. black, mm-hmm. gay, or whoever that experienced this situation, and now people are using their white privilege to bring that to light, which is cool. I, I'm cool with that. But like Kyle, Kyle Jenner, what you don't do anything for me. What gets me mad is the fact that you, as Pepsi, put these black people in here to dance, mm-hmm. like just randomly dance. They basically stereotype. They, they, they stereotype to like, everybody. They stereotype them like. Pretty much just like, oh, we're gonna put you in this box, like with right. the girl with the hijab. Right, and then the girl with the hijab, like, what's their story? What, why her and hijab taking photos? Exactly. Why are the black kids dancing? Mm-hmm. And then why are you, as the white cast members, clinging your Pepsi can in front of a protest? Mm-hmm. That was what matters to me, and that's why I talk about like when people do executions, like that's where that's where relativity matters the most. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you're not if. You are very conscious. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say woke because people are like, that's a trend now. They yeah. don't want to be woke. But if you are conscious of your creative execution, you would not have put that that idea of clinging Pepsi can with two white women. Mm-hmm. Just, at that point, and as how the scene was set up, the process is in the background. You're laughing at this. Exactly. You're like, yeah. I'm going to enjoy my life. Fuck mm-hmm. them. And then with Kyle, with Kendall Jenner, 
it's just like, okay, you just picked a celebrity influence. Pepsi been doing celebrity influences since the dawn of time. There's mm-hmm. articles about how they use celebrity status to kind yeah, of bring out like a Like Michael Jackson and all that. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then the Empire. Like they, they killed Michael Jackson, yeah, basically. They, they set his hair on fire. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, they, they do it with Empire. I mean, mm-hmm. Empire is the next station. It's yeah. like a little bit of black culture appropriation a little bit. Yeah. I'm not going to get there. I'm going to let that be a different yeah, discussion. Yeah, it, but the thing is, if you know Pepsi's branding and how they've done in the past, you should not be a really affected by the Kendall Jenner uh, the thing. If you should be really offended, the creative is like you use the solution as the product mm-hmm. to resolve this this cultural tension. Yeah, you should be mad at the fact that once again, I'm gonna keep harping on this because it's mm-hmm. my angry point. Mm-hmm. The two I white women clicking the Pepsi mm-hmm. cans in front of the protest, mm-hmm. and then you look at the, the the casting of the black people and the girl in hijab. That should make you mad, and yeah. that should tell you right there you have failed at your job. Mm-hmm. Kendall was just there, basically. Kendall, she just she just pulled up her check, and that's it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. I will say this: the whole like she took her like blonde wig off and yeah. became black out mm-hmm. all of a sudden. That that made me mad. Is that I don't know. This is just me being uh, having a hot take. Is it is it going from blonde to black because she's trying to be radical? Radical or be like. Like Black Lives Matter, so she's got black hair. I don't you know, know, if we could take a, we could we could take it two perspectives, we right? Could, yeah, we could be like she's become radicalized and she's gonna be with the people and mm-hmm. she's gonna put her fist up and she's gonna be like, I'm part of the protest. Mm-hmm. Nah, girl, nah, nah, <laughs> nah. And or two, she's like, I'm gonna be black and take her like blonde exactly. wig off and like look at me, I'm with the people. Yeah, nah. Plus, it didn't help that she basically gave her blonde wig to a black woman. She did. Yeah. She did. And the yeah. face of the black woman was like, why yeah. am I even in this spot? Exactly. I mean, Saturday Night Live proved that with yeah, their skin. Like, they basically just, like, handed them something for Saturday Night just to destroy. Right. Yeah. Essentially. Because they, I mean, like, any black person would have said not to do that. Exactly. You know, and going back to mm-hmm. the whole, because I worked on Pepsi. Mm-hmm. I worked when we did. Uh, Wait, what agency do they have? Uh, I don't agency? care. I oh. don't know. Uh, Tracy Locke. Is I believe it's Tracy Locke is one of their main um, agencies. Oh. I'm not gonna really like put out. No, you don't how, have to. But I will tell you this: their internal team is so blind to culture and like ethnicity mm-hmm. as a part. When we were when we were working on Pepsi, when we were interns, they mm-hmm. were like, "We want you to sell crack to the kids." Basically, they want you to sell all of the fattening products, which were for the Frito Lay Lay's. Um, was it Mountain? No, no, no. It was oh, Lip- right. Lipton Tea. Yeah. Lipton Tea. Um, Pepsi, of course. Mm-hmm. And I um, can't remember the other one. It was like Mountain Dew, I believe. And we were like, okay, you guys don't see the numbers that, you know, that black people really need healthy alternatives. We don't need like the like the shitty stuff. And they have categories. They were like the, they, like the fun for you category, the good for you category, which is like, semi-healthy and then the like better and great for you or like right. that was pure health product which is like their water their aquafina their diet products they were like well, no we're not giving you that and i'm like well do you know african-americans kind of like suffer from like diabetes and heart problems exactly. and like health health is a big thing in our community they were like yeah but like we really have to focus on the fun for you categories this is this is shit right here. again that that idea of like that fantasy shit the yeah, fantasy yeah, the, shit, the fantasy shit. Uh, or, or just see, or even the exaggeration, or because uh, another thing that I was thinking about was uh, 
I was I was walking around the other day and I saw an ad for like car accidents. Like you know how they always have those extreme ads for car accidents. Like the AT T one. Was it the AT T one or is it like uh? I don't even know the brand, but it was just it was basically a picture of like a car flipping over and they were like, all right, and I think the the copy read, uh, this is why you shouldn't be looking behind you, like adjusting your your child's baby seat or something like that. I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. like I, I saw it on uh, La Brea. So I, that almost makes me wonder, like, what is that got to be like to like be involved in those ads like you you have to create something that kind of you know like in a way you kind of have to create fear in a way mm-hmm. with with those ads like fear mongering yeah exactly yeah. yeah i mean i never had to do that mm-hmm. i could only imagine yeah and then sometimes like you just be blind to it you're mm-hmm. like you're just making an ad yeah you know i think for me i've been in a situation where i i was kind of asked mm-hmm. like can you make a donald trump congratulatory like image like a promotion i'm like no Mm-mm. they were like well it's just a design no no that yeah no like i consciously can't do that mm-hmm. and then there have been times where i know i've sold crack to the kids and made a like very racy like image and it's mm-hmm. like do we have to do this do, do you not see the the backlash that could come from this mm-hmm. people just blind to it exactly yeah. people as designers i think we get to emotion like when we try to save our clients we try to save the people that we work for because we know in our heart, like this is what's going to what it's going to look like, mm-hmm. and this is how it's going to come off. And like the people we're selling it to, just don't don't see it. Yeah, you know, you just have to be a really good salesman at that point. You do, yeah. And it's, and it's hard. It's generally hard as a creative. You know what I'm saying? To like sell your vision and sell your safety, mm-hmm. so that they don't come out and be like, oh shit, now we got like a crisis on our hands. Mm-hmm. It's a very, especially in the advertising game. Oh man, it's just I can only imagine what they were going through if that ad was as bad as you're saying. Because mm-hmm. um, they probably either two whoever made it is probably if it was a I don't want to say a white kid I don't want to put it like that but if somebody who has not been in that situation they're probably like oh this is nothing this is just a quick type overlay and we're mm-hmm. good and somebody who's probably been in the situation is like holy fuck no exactly it doesn't make yeah. any sense yeah like I, like like someone that's been through a car accident or. All right, or even like another example of that is uh, like the smoking ads, like how like how deep mm-hmm. they go with the, like the, like they always do these like uh, these profiles of victims and how like they can barely talk with because they're smoking so much. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, I feel like there's like I, I get what they're doing with trying to create this like this fear, like saying like this could be you, but yeah, I feel like there's there's a better execution of that. Well, sometimes like the best creative is the creative that opens your eyes, mm-hmm. right? And it's that's like, a, that's true. It, yeah. it, you, it just depends on how far you want to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know the smoking ass where they got like the hole in their throat. Exactly, yeah. It is so disgusting. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's it grabs true. your attention, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. should it make me stop smoking cigarettes. It, yeah. I never smoke cigarettes and I never will exactly. do it. Like, you know? yeah, I have a lot of aunts, like most of my aunts smoke and I, I don't know, that's just never got me into, into smoking. I'm just, I'm more concerned about the advertisements where like, I remember seeing Sony did a spot, I think overseas, where they were releasing their PSP. It was like, Remember the PSP was all black, and then there was a white one that oh, came out. Oh, I saw that ad. Yeah. yeah, and it was like the black girl getting held by the fucking throat by this yes, white woman. That, and like, like white's back. Who thought of that? I like, was like, what? Who in bloody hell? Yeah. <laughs> let and then, this like, the go. Girl in black was a black woman, right? It was yeah. a black woman. Yeah. It was a black woman. Damn. It just was like yeah. you're looking at it from like a creative standpoint. It was like. What the fuck? You're looking from a strategy point. You're like, what the fuck? You're looking at it from like a creative director standpoint. Like, what the fuck? Like, who? Like, how did that get approved? Like, yeah. And it just they felt like 
it was just okay. There's so many, yeah. There's so many other directions to, to go with that. Like, do not. They need like, a United Airlines ass whooping. That's that what shit they was need. not cool. And then like United just like in the in the shit bucket now. Oh no, they'll tell you about some good advertisement. Southwest. Okay. What they did with the comeback? What they do? They 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 put Southwest. We beat the competitors, not you. Oh, shit. you didn't see that? <laughs> no. Now that is a moment no, of success. When did they do this? Cause they, I think it was either somebody photoshopped it or they even actually like like backed this up. But Damn. like right after the mo- the issue with United Airlines, yeah. they came like airlines were like doing like, like the little disses, quote yeah. unquote, mm-hmm. the like brand persona disses and stuff like yeah. that. And the he- the copy under Southwest. The first one that came out was we beat our competitors, not Damn, you. Damn, that's wild. Yeah, like you just gotta. Just... So I'm now I'm about to book Southwest because mm-hmm. I know they ain't gonna beat me. <laughs> I'm gonna fight back. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what what else we got here. I uh, uh, we can just talk about some some random shit that's been dropping this week. Oh wait, no. Before that, did you hear about how uh like humble is the new theme song for the playoffs now? You know, I heard it. We were watching the game. Oh, oh, does the playoffs start already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, how do I feel about that? Or just what your thoughts yeah. on it? I don't think it match. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's a mismatch. It's, it's just it's just popular at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, I think like the NBA, it's it's hard to use humble because mm-hmm. like be humble, sit down. Exactly. You guys are like the most paid athletes in the known fucking world and you're at the playoffs. Who's being humble? Who's mm-hmm. sitting down? Everybody's trying to kill each other to get to the top. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you say be humble, sit down and be grateful for all these things. It's like, no, you, that's missed. That's yeah, missed that there's got to be another song out at the moment that it's, uh, that could like probably top that. Like It's I, just like, weird. Yeah. You know, it's just weird for them to do that. I would say they would pull something from like More Life. I could see more, some, more yeah, life. I could see something from More Life. Like, uh, what's that song? More KMT. Li- more Life, More Games. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm exa- saying? Oh, shit. Plus, so Drake is always at the fucking games anyway. Well, so he's a yeah. culture vulture. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> it works. I, I fuck with it. Yeah. I mean, I think he's, I think like deep down, I think that's because like Toronto, like, it, it, uh, it engulfs so many different cultures, like the whole Jamaican thing and everything. And like, if I can defend Drake, I'm gonna defend Drake, even though I, I <laughs> uh, he's been doing this shit since uh, what is that? What's that, what is that first time? Oh, thank me later. Thank me. Like he, like he, he was in Jamaica and uh, find your love and all that shit. Yeah. That was a good idea. I don't know. I put it like this. I think Drake is a good curator of sound. I yeah. think he knows who to work with and how to pull sounds. But it just seems like every time he pull a sound and he uses somebody, they just fall off the map and they come back mm-hmm. a little bit later. And That's like, true. Oh, I'm a new artist, and I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Like, like look what he did to Makona and Migos and yeah, all those people. Right. Yeah. Like the girl Jojar, jo- Jojar. Oh, Jojar, uh, Georgia Smith. Yeah, Georgia. Jo- 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 I fucked that <laughs> up. Jojar. Yeah, she is. Cold. Yeah, she is. Her yeah. new, her music. I don't know if she's new, but her music is like get it together. That's heavenly. a good. That's a good ass song. That's well, probably my favorite song in my life. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like I feel like okay. So this is the thing. He called it a playlist, right? Mm-hmm. Drake called his album a playlist, which he succeeded. I give him that. Mm-hmm. But what is Drake's sound? Like, what is if you if you were to deconstruct all the extra stuff, what does Drake sound like? Or what album best represents who he is? Because now at this point. He has influence from grime music. Mm-hmm. He has influence from Caribbean music. He has influences from Toronto, yeah. whatever that culture. You just grab onto the coattails of the next best. Exactly. So, like, my whole big thing is like artistry growth. Mm-hmm. Like, where has he grown as an artist? Has he grown into a new entity? 
Like Kendrick, Kendrick, you can. I feel like he's he's, he's less grown, but he's more expanded. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah I can see more, that. He's more expanded. Like he's based. Like he's kept his core. So like he has that, a range. Like down. that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like he still keeps that shit, but he's still he's ex- like he's just touching other things now. Mm. So he's almost becoming like. It's a terrible way to say, but like almost like a symbiote in a, or or a virus in a way, but yeah. like in a more not not in such a negative way. But well, he's like an amoeba or something. That's like that. a good way to put it. Okay. I don't know if amoeba's better. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, but it's just interesting to see because a lot right now what's going on. I feel like as in culture, is there's there's two sides of the argument that he is a curator and he's a mastermind at bringing different sounds together. Mm-hmm. And then he's also on the other flip coin is a culture appropriator, mm-hmm. which he uses Toronto as his kind of argument against that. Yeah, because they're so like right, and, everything. and it just feels like each song that he produces is a hit. It's mm-hmm. good. It's genuinely good. But like, is it good because he put his spin on it, or is it good because he's pulling influence from somebody else? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because if we could art, and you can argue this with Kanye, like why I love Kanye, we feel like he know how to reinvent himself so many different mm-hmm. times. Right, he know how to reinvent himself, work with people, mm-hmm. right? Not just pull, work with people, and give birth to a new type of like feel or sound, like Kid mm-hmm. Cudi, Eighty Way and Heartbreak yeah. came out. You know, he built this whole like vibe, this whole mm-hmm. sound. like that, yeah, that whole like and then you see, gothy, kind right, of right, and then like Kid Cudi and Travis were born from that, and it just feels like he gives birth to sound for people to kind of like latch on or mentor to. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it just. To me, it's like I don't get the same vibe with Drake. Drake mm-hmm. feels like he pulls, he keeps, and he doesn't nurture nobody. Yeah, one thing. Yeah, one thing I can get uh, like picking up, piggybacking on that. One thing I respect about Kanye, uh, other than Drake, is that he's like I think uh, Kanye's become less about being the best rapper, but almost like influencing the next best rapper. Yes, 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 yes. I can say that. Like, I, like. Kanye's albums haven't really been the best albums of the year, but I feel like they're going to influence whoever's whoever's next. It's like he sets the tone up for the next artist. To exactly. Come out. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Big Sean had that run in too. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of influenced Big Sean a little bit. Like, yeah. Granted, everybody has their own style. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to compare anybody to Kanye, but it yeah. just feels like when Kanye does something, a new artist is born. Under exactly. That. Like he he's he's breeding them, but like uh, but Drake is almost like leeching onto them, or almost trying to yeah. almost almost competing with them too mm-hmm. in a way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I don't, I don't know. know. I just I have my feelings about Drake. I was like, he's a great, he's a great guy, great art, great brand. For mm-hmm. God's sakes, that's I what people say. People say he's like less of a person, more of an idea. He's an idea. Yeah. He's essentially like a curation of feelings and vibes and emotional mm-hmm. tides. Mm-hmm. Like if you're feeling upset, you know what album to go to. Yeah, you feeling like you want to be in the Caribbean, you mm-hmm. know what album to go to. Like he just is a a atmosphere of feelings. So would you like him more if he was like almost? stuck with one specific thing like i think i said this with no. views that i liked if he did like one thing that was almost like the, an entire like caribbean kind of album i would love that rather than just no. like him doing everything i feel like i would love him more if he were to create a cohesive piece of work with each influence under that mm-hmm. so if you call this album a playlist right mm-hmm. it's your favorite songs pulled from different worlds yeah but like as an artist could you create Four different playlists, 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 playlists. <laughs> playlists. There, we go. there we go. If you create four playlists, all with like one is grime influenced by Drake, mm-hmm. one is Caribbean influenced with Drake, mm-hmm. one is, um, uh, I don't know, hip hop Drake. Like, mm-hmm. if you can do that, then I will give you. I I will love you as a fan. Yeah. I was I can I can see like you have range. You mm-hmm. have an extreme 
extremely I like a very depth range of music. Mm-hmm. But like to me, it feels like right now it's like I'm gonna take four songs of Caribbean, I'm gonna take four songs of hip hop, I'm gonna take four songs of of uh, Islander music, and I'm gonna make an album. Yeah. No, do a whole playlist with eight songs of one style. Yeah. And then like people will see like, damn, you are really good. You are really good at this. Yeah, in a way, he's almost like doing too much from that. Like, I, I would love to see him having like a concept album, like a, like a Kendrick or something. Yeah, yeah, it would be great. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other shit that I want to talk about was uh, uh, like uh, wait, have you seen? Are you are you a big Logic fan? I am growing to be a Logic fan. Oh. I'm, I'm late on the train on him. I, I kind of got. I've I've been supporting him for a minute because like he he's from the area where I'm from. Uh, like he's from he's from Maryland. I'm from yeah. the DMV. So I, I've been seeing this coming for a while, and uh, so it's great to just see him like where he is now. And but uh, he's dropping a new album called Everybody next month, called uh, on May fifth. So uh, have you seen? So you probably haven't seen the Black Spider-Man movie. Uh, I have not. Inform oh. me. Oh, it's. It's interesting, but I gotta admit, I I don't like it. it it's, I you know when you get to your favorite artist, they do something that you yeah, don't like. It's like, oh shit, is yeah, it going down? Is it the season? Is it the yeah. season? <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't want anybody to have their downfall, but or anything like I, I don't even I won't even say this is a downfall, but I just wanted something a little more from him because he's always talking about uh, these different influences and uh, everything, and um, but one thing I feel like he just stays in this almost like circle of just talking about his biracial identity. So I kind of mm-hmm. wish uh, there was a different way to expand on that, uh, which which would be great. But one thing I was thinking about with the Black Spider-Man movie was that, uh, I keep saying movie, mu- music video, uh, is that... Uh, movies ba- now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because uh, Shameik Moore is going to play, is going to do the voice for him. Interesting. Yeah, shout out to Shameik Moore. That, that's like probably one of my favorite actors right now. Mm-hmm. But with the Black Spider-Man music video, basically he's, he's in a neighborhood, he's on a float with like a black choir, and then he's like, uh, he's basically talking about how loving yourself and loving your identity and every and everything, uh, and then uh, he's basically dancing with all these people at the end of the music video. But one thing I wish I wish he, I wish this music video had a bigger budget on them. Like it would be cool if it was like an actual like mm-hmm. comic book vibe to this Black Spider Man movie, or or I could see him having like like he's so into like music videos. I mean he's so into like gaming and animation anime and yeah, yeah, yeah. like Quentin Tarantino movies so it'd be cool to see like an animated version of a music video for him or something hmm. that I, w- I wish he expanded on that or uh, something that's that's a little more eye-catching mm-hmm. eye-catching how low budget is it are we talking like I wouldn't say too low but it's 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 like slightly below like your average music video it's not like oh yeah it's like <laughs> no. I mean, like it's a tip, it's a good it's a good music video, but I, I kind of expected I kind of wanted more from the concept because, mm-hmm. uh, like he's had he's had cool music videos in the past with uh, Under Pressure. Yeah, it was like a it was like a one person shooter mm-hmm. where he was doing a robbery and then he gets caught he gets caught by the cops, which is really cool. I think it was influenced by like Call of Duty and everything. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even with uh, he did one song called Young Jesus where. Uh, he's playing all these different roles. Like he's playing a cop, he's playing a bank robber with him, and uh, his homie Big Limbo. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I don't know. I, I just wanted more from this music video. It would have been, it would have been great. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's, there's more to expect with the album. And then the concept for it is really cool. Uh, if you haven't heard about it, it's basically he's, uh, he's going to be rapping from the perspective of different people in the, in on the album, like. Uh, people dealing with different issues when it comes to maybe they're Latino or they're gay or they're trans mm-hmm. or uh, so uh, that'd be exciting to hear. Hmm. I'm gonna check, yeah. check him out. I, I, Logic has been like 
for me under the radar yeah for a very long time mm-hmm. i just never really sat down and listened to him gotcha but i've heard his story and yeah. it's, it's, it's fairly interesting i'm not gonna really try to articulate it because it's like mm-hmm. i said it's really fragmented yeah. with me like I was in the barbershop this weekend, and I was like, listening to this rapper, and I was like, yo, who is this? And he was like, I don't know. And he was like, Logic, Logic, Logic. He's, and I was like, this is Logic? I'm like, damn. Yeah, he's got like, bars. He, he's cold. Yeah. So it's just like, I need to get more I need to get more upped on him, like more uh, downloads. Oh, wait, back to this idea of relativity. What, what could you say was the last album you listened to that you could relate to? Hmm. That like you just loved it because it, it was almost like wow this is like this, you're, it's almost like you know my life or some shit like that. I don't know. I think Big Sean. Which one? Which which Big Sean? Album? The last one that came out. Oh, I decided. I decided. Cause I think like when you when you listen to that album, if you're in a certain like mood, but mm-hmm. I was like not moody, but I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. I think he ties it in very well, talking about or at least for the concept is like. You're not gonna get another chance. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get another chance. Make the right decisions. Make the right decisions now, mm-hmm. and make them count. Because you can't restart. You can't, like, at least consciously, you will never get another chance to restart or be reborn. Yeah. Until like thirty. I just years. realized how connected that kind of is, is with damn. Yeah. That's it's what, it's. I think those. I think that's what gets me the most when the artist can like really hit on that notion of like you have one shot and one shot to live. Mm-hmm. Because for my life, I haven't done any anything like spontaneous and wild and crazy yet. Mm-hmm. But I've always kind of lived in this box of just like, not like, I guess, not fear, but like unknowing. And I just kind of pull myself back a lot. Of you times. just want to be in control, almost. Yeah, like I want to be in control and just live a life where I know like everything is mm-hmm. cool. And like, of course, everybody said you live in a box. You're not gonna live mm-hmm. your full life. You're not living mm-hmm. to the fullest potential. Which I don't feel like for me that's true, but like it's getting to that point now as I get older and now I'm 25, I'm starting to realize like, yo, I haven't done a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, like I've experienced some shit, but I haven't done anything like that's way so memorable. Yeah, I haven't done a lot of stuff that's worth telling. I, I can agree with that too. Like, like it's weird we're talking about this in uh, and it's Coachella weekend. And yeah, what did we? Like, I was trying to go to Coachella and I couldn't do it. Yeah, you know, but that's what I'm saying. Like those moments to me, it's. It's interesting because it's telling me to push more, mm-hmm. and it's like decided is kind of getting that vibe of like live your life and push out a lot more. Mm-hmm. But like when you think about it, it's like damn, I have, I haven't done anything memorable at the age of twenty five. Mm-hmm. Like to me, college was a blur. College was the biggest blur of my life. College is yeah. I remember maybe just like maybe Friday nights of just like oh, what are we doing tonight? But I, I right, had nothing really. Like but that's crazy because that's supposed to be the best time of your life. Yeah, and high school is an even bigger blur. Oh, yeah, I mean, fuck high school. <laughs> I just feel like. Now that I'm like out of college and like few few years out of college, mm-hmm. at that it's just kind of like looking at like listening to undecided. Uh, I decided it's just like damn, I gotta step it up. Yeah, I don't want to be the guy in the skit. Like yeah, well, just have easy grades. Yeah, I should have been the bigger influence. <laughs> I should have been the guy. I'm like, dude, what the fuck did you give up on? Yeah, and he gets hit by a car. Like I think he gets hit by a car in one of the skits. I I think so. I don't. I really. I, we only gave it like two lessons, but. Uh, yeah, the concept was really good. Uh, or even I don't know. That's a, you, you you bring up something interesting because with mm-hmm. this idea of just like having wanted to do that stuff, it also requires money, and I'm broke, so it's got. Like, I mean, like balance of just like figuring I think, out. I think we yeah. live in a world we can get past the money, the financial part. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like internal energy to prove what you're doing and mm-hmm. to just be like, like uh, I guess 
willing to let yourself be vulnerable to create work that may not be tart chopping or best in production, you know? And mm-hmm. I think, like, getting over that hump is is the biggest hurdle. Because, yeah. like, a lot of times we see things in the world and we want to do that and we want to be at that level. But, like, it works in steps. It yeah. works in phases. As a creative, like, you're not going to always have a $10,000 budget, $100,000, a million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. But, like, the ones that really are just spectacular are the ones that create something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talk, to, I talk to this about my job all the time is the fact, you know, as advertisers or people in advertising, I'm not an advertiser for God's sakes. We Wait, look. You're not, you're, I'm not an advertiser. Right. I don't believe that. Right. I, I I am a creative, yeah. and I'm not in the realm. I just work in advertising. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like you just pushing the yeah. Just, just like what you need me to do. What mm-hmm. what you need me. To, okay, I got yeah. you. But no, it's like now we're looking at collectives. We're looking at creatives. We're looking at people. Who are not who don't even have a job to come in and do our job? Oh, that's right. Yeah, because we were yeah. talking about this uh, last talking, time you we were here. Yeah, we talked about, about last, last time. time like here. we look at collectives and we're like, we want to work with them. We want to put them with Pepsi. and We mm-hmm. want to do this job. Well, they're doing our job for mm-hmm. us. At yeah, this point. and they're having more fun doing it, and, and they're, they're being more successful so as well. Oh, young. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so young. Mm-hmm. Like working with people who are eighteen, doing like exactly. shoots for like big brands, and you're like, what the fuck was I doing when I was that? Well, yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Like, that's why college is a blur. Like, what yeah. I should have been doing this yeah, in college. Like, yeah, or exactly. Like, that's why I respect people that like actually dropped out of college and they made it and all that shit. You know, um, Shark Tank dude, Damien, Damien, what's his name? Ah, God. Black guy, Fubu, Fubu guy. Yeah, he it's a it's a spot or like a little commercial on Facebook where he talks about don't go to college. He literally is telling people don't go to college and take digital courses because as our time progresses as a culture, mm-hmm. we're going to be going to digital courses to learn how to be entrepreneurs or creative. Yeah. That. And instead of spending, spending like $300,000 mm-hmm. in like tuition, God, I dodged that bullet. Mm-hmm. Dodged you, I'm sure yeah, you dodged that yeah, bullet. Yeah, because uh, you were in, were you in state? Or? Yeah, I was in yeah, state. Yeah, I was in state too, yeah. So like, just learn the shit on the yeah. internet or YouTube. Yeah, the only, the only yeah. like, uh, benefit I saw from college was just the people I met, and that because yeah, you can't really yeah. get that everywhere. But <laughs> wait, what was that? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I got my, I got my squad. Like, I, I mean, I can agree with that because like I, I don't really fuck with too many people from college anymore. Like I still like have my my solid core from high school. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But I don't know, just getting because I feel like a lot of people that I did meet in college, they did influence me and they pushed mm-hmm. me to to do what I what I want to do now or like make the choices I made. So yeah, I got my squad back at home. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ada Gamma. The noobs. Love my line brothers. And then shout out to the CEOs. I'm not going to distill who they are, but they, they know who they are. They know who they are. <laughs> they, they, know, they know who they are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that because, like, uh, yeah, I truly don't. Like, if anything, college is just an opportunity for me to spend four years finding myself. And from that, I, I, I can agree that that happened. Yeah, I'm going mm-hmm. to give a clap Yeah, I'm still looking for Jesus right now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, college would define yourself. I found who I was. Yeah, I'm really such early. a different person like compared to when I graduated and when I graduated high school and graduated college. So, yeah. like, like for better or worse, that that, that helped. I think, like, college is, like, one on. of those places for me. It was, like, I feel like I didn't grow. But what I did learn about myself is that I got to learn how to, like, slow down. Like, mm-hmm. you try to do so much, you try to control so much, and you just move at the speed of culture and speed of light, and you just miss so I, much. I love that, speed, the speed of culture. That might be the title of this. Yeah, that's the speed of culture. Mm-hmm. Like, when people, like, it's one thing to, like, live your life, but you got you to gotta live your life at a, at a speed. Like, you can't always fast forward through things. Like, we're so, we get to college, we're so anxious to get out of college. 
then we get out That's of college, true. we want to get back in college. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like, what do we do that wrong? Is, people say that a lot because they're like, oh, you're so lucky you're in college. But then you have people like, well, we're lucky. Well, we just want to graduate and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, like, you moving so fast. Mm-hmm. And, like, as creative, like, what makes our work so passionate and so good is that we dive deep in these worlds. Mm-hmm. And we really embrace it. We bring it to life. We embody that space. We embody that that idea. We embody what the world has put out into us, and we regurgitate it. Regurgitate it in what we think is the right lens or the right or the right image to portray that 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 mm-hmm. lifestyle. And when you're going so fast, mm-hmm. then you're just making shit. You're just cranking out stuff, and it doesn't matter. Can we it? talk about that too? Like especially with deadlines. Or this is one thing I learned with uh, at, when I worked at Funnier and Does that mm-hmm. there's so much shit that has to be like. Uh, it has to like ex- like reflect the times. It has to be mm-hmm. uh, it has to be like the perfect timing. But you can't really rush what you create. And I think that's no. the one thing I hate as a creative is that it has to be rel- like back to that this idea of relativity. Like yeah. it, has to, it has to be uh, it has to be relative. But at the same time, you can't really like push it out that quickly. No, you can't. But I think it's like go, go back to the execution mm-hmm. of it. Like yeah. going back to what whatever the dude name who did Kendra Lamar. Oh yeah, uh, Vlad Tepetov. Like. If you can make something that quick and make it that deep in conceptual thinking, then I think you have a win. Mm-hmm. But it depends on how they're asking it. If they want a full-blown, like, Destiny 2 campaign with mm-hmm. all these effects and they need it by tomorrow and they want to be relatable, then you're not probably going to get that. Exactly. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah, it's like a fucking triangle. Like, Demify. Like, with... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, the, the uh, Revolt, Revolt did. Shout out to them. Like, I did not expect them to do that first. Like, I thought that would have been, like, some other... Shout team. out to... Yeah, shout out to Revolt, but yeah. I do remember Beats did it first. Oh, they did? Remember when Beats did the... Um, uh, what was that? Uh, no, for Dan specifically. No, 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 not for not for Dan, but they did it for um, the movie. Um, what's that movie? Ah, can't oh, Straight Outta Compton. There you go. Yeah, like, because they did the Straight out because Straight Outta that's My the, Hood, Straight yeah, Outta This, Straight Outta That's this. the uh, that's the one thing I appreciate that with this Kendrick album is that it's probably the first time he's actually like subjecting himself to culture to become like almost in a meme in a way. Like, oh, I saw that from the jump. Like, uh, I, like. Like how Drake had that whole standing on that standing tower. On that tower. Yeah. I saw that for the jump. Mm-hmm. I told our Jay from the last episode I was mm-hmm. in, I told him when that first came out, I said, they're going to meme this. They're mm-hmm. going to meme the hell of it. And he was like, no, they're not. They're, like, it's per- I was it's, like, it's Jay, simple enough it's, it's Times New Roman yeah. on a photo. Yeah. You could put what, and it's damn. Yeah. It's simple enough to, to do. Yeah. I remember the. Uh, the uh, there's just so many good memes with Dan. Yeah, it's, already. It's simple. And then, have you seen the <laughs> the one of uh, Florida Evans? Yeah. yeah damn, Florida, yeah, damn, yeah. damn. The, the Florida Evans. I saw that coming too. Yeah. I, I should have done that first. I you should have. Yeah. I promise. That's like, moving at the speed of culture. Exactly. It's fucking hard. Because, like, uh, even with this project I'm working on, I'm working on, like, this this Kendrick animation. And I doubt it would even be done. Because I'm, I'm going to release this on Wednesday, but we're recording it on Sunday. Right, right, right. But uh, I hope it's out before then. But I'm working on this Kendrick animation. It's just, like, trying to just make it so that it's still relevant while Kendrick is still around. That's that's something that's, like, really been pushing me to work on this project. I'm going to tell you right now, you got to get it out by at least... You got two more extra days after this Coachella performance. Exactly, so yeah. Which, and then the yeah. next big thing is going to come out. and it, Like, it, exactly, just moving at the speed of culture, and it fucking sucks. Because, yeah. uh, like, once it... Like say I do it like a month later, they're gonna be like, we don't care. That that one's gonna right. go. Yeah. No, you gotta do that. You gotta do it quick. That's mm-hmm. one thing about like when things hit our world, mm-hmm. it 
it's instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Like, look at what people do when the Grammys come on, or yeah. like when big like events happen mm-hmm. in our world. It's like people are at Photoshop right there on their desk, exactly, ready to pull shit mm-hmm. and make it into like one of the most legendary memes that will probably last for the mm-hmm. entire year. Like even the Jordan crying meme. Like, yeah. yeah, like people are ready, like during the playoff season, like with ready. Just, with, like as soon as that game is over, they're just ready to just add a Jordan. And then it's interesting, that like that's the speed of culture. And it was interesting when you hear it in, in agency speak when they talk about like we want to be on top of the newest things mm-hmm. it's like you gotta have the mentality and not everybody has a mentality mm-hmm. nobody not everybody if anything you have to be ahead of it too first off yeah. you have to define what culture is within that space mm-hmm. because then you have arguments like well i believe in country country's culture too fuck that nobody's talking about country. but yeah, guess what exactly. it's a subculture yeah so why can it not because it's different between regular culture is what we know there's pop culture which is everybody's highlighted features the best new artists or probably not even really new They've probably been in the game for a long time. And then you have subcultures, which are, like, very niche. Mm -hmm. So when you define culture at your agency, it's like, what do you like? I love country. Oh, here we go. Yeah, no one's really... What do you like? Well, I like... uh, I heard uh, Bluegrass. I said Bluegrass. I said, when the last time they made some hits on Bluegrass? True. I'm just saying, you like... Migos all the damn time. I said, well, That's Migos making the charts. Exactly. Setting the records. You don't see any bluegrass artists on Ellen the or The first or platinum streaming yeah. album was, uh, who should I say? Kanye. Kanye. But you want to hate on That's that. amazing, though. Like, he, like I, I never realized how amazing that is that, uh, like, no physical copy, just all that, just, just streams. But you know what? What's interesting is that is going to be, once again, Mm-hmm. Kanye, who he is, yeah, I feel like that's a, a move to the next whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like, of course, the death of the CD. Well, the death of the CD is true, but yeah. like, where? But I miss album packaging. Like, I do. I, I miss it so it, that, much. It being, yo, like when you open up the CD, exactly. You open it, you read like mm-hmm. little flip books. That was actually pretty hot. It was, yeah. I, speaking of that, I need to buy the damn. I, I need to buy the damn CD. I wanted the Creed artwork. They released Creed at a record store in um, Dallas. Mm-hmm. The front of the vinyl was like red. The back of it was like blue. Oh shit! And then the the photography in there was really good. It they was might like, have it at Amoeba. Don't tell me that. They might. Uh, that's my. If it's if it's any place to set up. It Amoeba. was like only. It was like five hundred. Damn. Like, limited never edition. No, no. The album wasn't five hundred. I'm just saying it was only five hundred made. Oh, five hundred. So I know for real it's not at Amoeba. It could be. Who knows? Yeah. If it's any place to set Amoeba. No one how. <laughs> Like Jordans. Damn, I didn't know it was like five hundred. Oh, speaking of that, like, were you uh, were you trying to get those cause that cause Jordan collab? Were you were you interested in that? Cause Jordan? No. Oh God, no. Just just a quick question. Just, yeah, because you're talking about collabs and just this whole idea of like exclusivity. I love collabs. I hate when it's just not that fresh. They come out of nowhere too. Like now they're now they're talking about the Supreme Michael Jackson collab. What they doing with Michael? I think they're they're like Supreme is using they're basically gonna release merch with like Michael Jackson I related on it. I swear to God, I will they, slap Supreme. Like it's almost impossible to get that shit anyway. So now you just made it f- even more impossible. My thing is, okay, like I put it like this. I had an idea. So we do we, so we talk about brainstorming yeah. and like mm-hmm. creative shit on this platform. Yeah. I had a really good discussion, and this is trademarked by Anthony Crawford right yeah, now. I'm letting you know. If you think it's a shitty idea, that's your fault. <laughs> but we were talking about a concept of what if there was a fashion line that you can't buy the clothes within it unless you do something to, to elevate culture. Mm. And this is a wild concept. It, it's hit or miss. But 
right now in our world, you can literally buy your way into some of the biggest iconic brands or like things that make up subculture or pop culture or whatever culture, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to Supreme, pay $500, $600 for a fucking hoodie, and then mm-hmm. like, I'm a cool kid now, yeah, right? Or you can buy the shit before it becomes Supreme-ish and mm-hmm. still be like a cool kid. But what if there was a notion like there's something that you can pay your way to get? You have to do something. You actually have to put action behind your your beliefs. Then you you can purchase something. I like that. You're, like you almost earn it. You're, yeah, you're yeah, it. yeah. Okay. So we came up with this this interesting concept called. Um, I'm not gonna give you an answer. Yeah, yeah. You not. don't have to. You don't have to. I'm not gonna even do it. Video. Yeah, just. But just, the idea behind it is, you cannot get this unless you do something that is very exclusive, or something that is a very is an it's an achievement. Mm-hmm. It's an achievement. So if you progress culture, like say for instance, you help give Flint water, clean water, mm-hmm. then you are able to buy this article of clothing because you did something to help better our world. You yeah. did something to help better our culture, to help better our people. Mm-hmm. And so that way, it's literally like you're given a fashion label of purpose. And to get into this, to wear this, you have to do something of yeah. purpose. So... I'm kind of working on that to make to like bring that to like justification. Yeah. I've seen that kind of with a concert series. Like, uh, have you heard of broccoli? broccoli? Yeah, yeah. Like they do that where you basically have to do like I think like some kind of humanitarian shit. And that's how you get a ticket. That's exactly yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. But think of it in the fashion label mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Like, what if you have some really good? You have to really have good design aesthetics mm-hmm. with fashion. What if you had that? And it was so fucking dope that you can like you show people like this is what we're looking like, but you can't buy it unless you do something yeah exactly. then that way you ju- you justify you justify your 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 impact on the world on mm-hmm. the the on culture mm-hmm. you're like hell i did a b and c i got this five fresh ass outfit mm-hmm. oh what'd you do to get that oh, oh yeah. well i save all the babies in africa yeah. and like you deserve that you exactly. deserve that. like nobody deserves supreme mm-hmm. nobody legitimately deserves kith and they're yeah. good brands they're awesome brands but now it's so flooded mm-hmm. with people in that space it's like you got the clothes but you feel like everybody else and there's no exclusivity to it exactly you're just another person you're you're uh, not a t-shirt wearer i think you're less than a t-shirt wearer you're just where you're just not even yeah like about why it. do you want that like uh, why does why is cause and the joint collaboration so hot mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying does this make you a better person? Because guess what? Somebody else in the world had the exact same shoes. Mm-hmm. The exact same apparel. And they did the exact same thing that you did. Especially wondering like how much you paid to get that. And just like, especially the story of getting it. Right, general. right, right, right. Yeah. Like, I think like our world today needs a little bit more theatrics. Mm-hmm. It needs a little bit more like qualification as a person. Because if I'm going to wear this exclusive thing that I waited in line for four or five fucking hours. That's how I got this fucking hoodie. I waited I like... Mean, and there's yeah, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But like, what is my story behind that? And like, I think that's interesting content or that's just interesting yeah. in general. Forget advertising the lens mm-hmm. on it. But like, you did something extraordinary and you got a piece of clothing or you get something out of it yeah. that ties back to a lifestyle or a brand. Mm-hmm. So, the way I look at it is, gee... Do something worth a damn instead of just waiting in line, paying your five hundred, and then now you got it on your feet. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can say about that is that, like, like this whole like supreme bullshit is that it's created people like people have had almost like a business that's went there with resellers and like even niggas like 
they can start a business where they can wait in line for people and they'll make money. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. Reselling shoes. His job is to wait in line and resell shoes. Exactly. I That's said, you are a smart gentleman. Yeah. But like, come on. Nigga, get a life. Get a real get, life. Get a life. Get I don't want to say that. That's so negative. I but mean, it's like, for real, like, I, I don't want to, like, I know there's so many other talents you can do than just like standing in line like most days. I mean, it's, it's probably good money, but... You, you it's probably great money. Yeah, but if you're reselling Yeezys, yeah, probably sure keep making. Exactly, but I don't want to spend like, like I think that's me too. Like just trying to find my purpose. Like I don't want my purpose to be just be waiting in line, just getting shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think people's passion in their pockets. Yeah. Intertwine a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this dude just got like high beats and complex write-ups about like how he's standing in line and resell stuff, Mm -hmm. and he's proud of it, and I'm happy for him. Is that really your purpose? Yeah, like, is you got to really have a your purpose? purpose. Yeah. So I'm sure the tides of shopping is going to change at some point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like everything's moving to it. Like, right now, malls are starting to die. Like, oh, malls true, are yeah. starting to disappear. And, like, spaces are becoming very temporary. The rise of the pop-up shop or, like, brick and mortar that moves or that changes mm-hmm. is starting to be a new concept. So yeah. it's like, what will that do to the lines? Like, will people move and travel to different stores? To get this stuff, as a, like as, as a shop is moving, mm-hmm. are people really that dedicated to getting that stuff? I don't know, but it's just no. interesting to see how people are just like, are like, oh, this guy is making millions of dollars for standing in line. Like you, fuck. Prince. I mean, that's that's his prerogative, but I, I would rather just have a better. Yeah, I'm standing in line, my damn self. It's like when you think about it, when you do like window or like secret shopping mm-hmm. long ago, and you just like. I don't know. My mama did, used to do it a lot. Like she used to go in and like secret shop and like she they would give her cash or something like that. I feel like that's what the dude who's sending the line is doing. Oh, okay. I in the new in the new lens. Yeah, like everything just evolves like that. Yeah. Uh, Evolution. Yeah. Everybody loves a winner. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. What else can we? All right. Uh, uh, let's talk about some of the like some of the content that dropped. Like with the like we were uh, with we were just talking about the little Dicky video like. Uh, we were talking about it a little bit like right before the co- the podcast started, but uh-huh. what are your thoughts on it? Where <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she had to be a bitch. You didn't call that girl that. I just think it's just like rap culture, just yeah. acting how it normally acts. I mean, it's like Chris Rock said, like the only way you can get away with calling a woman a bitch is saying it, say it to her B. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it was interesting how pillow talking. Just how it, how he took that concept and it just blew the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, wasn't he a copywriter in advertising at one point? I think it was Little Dicky that was a writer. I he, would not be surprised. He was like a. I think his backstory is like he's a writer. Or something I would not like be that. surprised. Because I all. mean, his writing was good. Yeah. I mean, his flow was good. Mm-hmm. But like pillow talk, I don't think it gets that far. Mm-hmm. That he went from like, and I, I was, and I feel like just watching the video, this girl was like a one night stand. Yeah. Or maybe like a recurring stand. I don't know. He wasn't. She wasn't a girlfriend, by the way. Yeah. That because she called like the Uber. And exactly. The like it was. Yeah. It was. Not, but like, not, how are you yeah. gonna? I would never mess with a girl and try to have interstellar creation. Cre- was it creationism? Not creationism. Yeah. Um, about like God and just evolution. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Evolution. Like yeah, evolution. I would never do that because mm-hmm. like some people are just not mm-hmm. ready to have a conversation. And clearly, the girl wasn't ready to have the conversation. But she was like vegetarian, so they were like they were just having like all these different contradictions. The entire yeah, the, entire the whole point of it was like a tons of contradictions. Mm-hmm. Like I can't really how should I like break it down? Like the whole vegetarian thing and how he came back and was like. You want to save the animals, but if you walk out with a whole pack of wolves, they'll tear your ass exactly. up. Exactly. Like, she's she's vegetarian, but she has, like, a leather purse. Or, yeah. yeah. And she had, like, yeah, the leather yeah, purse. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, yo, like, people, don't, I don't think people 
are in that moment are ready to have that conversation, especially with the situation they were in. It was interesting. Yeah. He did highlight some good points. Like, yeah, there are a lot of people who are like, I'm against, you know, brutality of animals. Mm-hmm. But you probably got something that was made by animals exactly. somewhere. Like, some yeah. form of leather, some t- form of threading, something. I mean, even the bed you probably sleep on is probably made from some type mm-hmm. of animal. Just saying. But I just feel like, well, though it was a good concept, it was just blown too far for yeah. being, like, realistic. Like, have you ever messed with a girl and then had a pillow talk talking about creation and God and the dinosaurs? Not, not really. I'm asleep. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm asleep. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I've never done yeah. that. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, if, maybe, if, at the, maybe at the bar or something. Like when we're like, um, like, I mean, drunk, yeah, like, like a drunk conversation, but not, not like in at bed. The bar. Yeah, but like, I think I'll say this: the writing of it and the idea of it was good. Mm-hmm. The execution I, was good, like how like yeah. the walls drop and like they're like and they go around the bed. Yeah, show the animation mm-hmm. and like a little clever like nuance yeah. of like the dinosaurs talking in the brain. And the brain is like the third character in a way. Which, yeah, yeah, but like man, I just think that conversation was so head over heart. Mm-hmm. It was just man, like you talking to even I get lost. It was like she was talking about how God is like he was saying like, do you think that we're the only forms of life? in the world mm-hmm. in my perspective anybody were to ask me that i'm like no it's got to be life somewhere else exactly we are not the only that creature that makes in this no world sense at all, yeah but like what girl's gonna really be ready to have that conversation what yeah. person of like oh not saying yeah not that I'm, let me be careful with my words i don't want to get backlash but like everybody's intelligent when they're ready to be intelligent mm-hmm. some people are not ready are not ready to be intelligent in every like like you situation. almost have to prepare for that shit yeah like with this podcast like so I, I'm, like i'm not ready for most of the conversations i'm ready for, i'm down. ready for a girl to come and talk to me about like creationism and like the evolution of god and if we're the only beings in the world or if we're not the only be- i'm i'm ready for that mm-hmm. to happen but like i'm not gonna just jump and say it to like hey girl what's what you doing you just you chilling exactly so let me ask you a question how do you feel about uh yeah. us being the only girl you know people in the world but the progression of it was really interesting like at first it, it was talking about like her dad uh i mean her brother being in the war how do you feel the- about the war yeah and then i think they were talking about i think that led to like aliens in a way they were talking about aliens yeah, she was saying, like, what if aliens came down today and just obliterated all of our people? Do we have tools to fight back? Yeah. Do we have the ability to defend ourselves? Mm-hmm. And what if we did? What if we pushed them back? And yeah. it's like, who the fuck are you to What? Like, it's, yeah. To me, I'd be like, bro, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then when you think about it, because I wouldn't be, in that moment, I would not be ready. But when you think about it, it's like, that's an interesting point because are we ready? For, we're fighting each other. Mm-hmm. But are we prepared to find anything that's, outside Yeah, that's the where the connection came with. Yeah, yeah. that's where the connection came from. Like, are, you, are we really prepared as a society to fight another alien mm-hmm. force? Like, on some Independence Day type shit. And when you yeah. think about how we are as a culture, like, we don't know. With things that we don't know, we instantly are ready to fight against it. We're instantly ready to, like, capture it and make it our own and kind of conquer mm-hmm. it. I mean, that goes back to the dawn of time when Europe came over to America, saw Indians, and tried to, like like nurture them and mature them and like breed them into our like our to their sensibility mm-hmm. you know that's not fucking how shit's supposed to be done Mm-mm. so if we were to discover a new planet if we were to discover a new world don't you think we would do the same thing to that new world like if we would go to mars if SpaceX goes to mars in the next however many years and we meet the first life form over there yeah right we're gonna probably try to fuck him up we're gonna probably like not saying that's a good thing but like try to dissect him figure mm-hmm. out how he lived exactly try to turn him into a spearmint and then oh now you're part of our world mm-hmm. that's fucked up it is they're probably up. gonna fight back like little yeah. dicky was saying like they're gonna come and fuck us exactly. up exactly and hopefully we are able as a society to kind of fight back mm-hmm. and that whole conversation we just had right there 
that's hard to have just right on the fucking spur of the moment. Exactly, because it's like, <laughs> we just had sex where, where, like, I don't really feel like talking about this. All that, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, that's crazy that he put that concept into the into that setting, because mm-hmm. it is pillow talking, but it's a little bit, like, it's weird, Yeah, dude. It's so weird. It's a, just a whole lot of, like, what is, what is, what is, and then you're like, what? You don't and the girl's saying, that. like, I don't believe in hypotheticals. Yeah. No, fuck that. Hypotheticals, like, you gotta prepare for that yeah, shit, yeah. Like North Korea right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, that that whole like that mess with you. If you if you like a mess with us, we're gonna send a nuke. And if you look at it, the first place that they can literally hit on the U.S. is on the West Coast. Yeah, and we live on the West Coast. Yeah, it's so, either New York or here. So that's no, they can't. Hit. They can't hit New York. Oh, they can't hit New York. They, I think, it's a few articles online saying like if they were to do quote unquote try to nuke America, the first part that's gonna get hit. Is San Francisco, damn, LA, the West Coast? Because that's, that's as far as they can reach. Damn, that's as far as they can reach. That's fucking scary. Yeah. So yeah, hypothetical. Yeah, Believe right. It. You got to prepare for the hypothetical. Believe yeah. it, because so. yeah, because it's better to because you don't want to be ignorant to that shit because because yeah. you're just gonna be like what 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 yeah. yeah. I want to I want to dive deep into that concept a little bit more. Though. No, go for it. You know, I'm I'm just saying it's just in general like when I have free time mm-hmm. I can come back and really articulate. What I think about the video, because right now I feel like it's surface level, but like, I feel like it's, for him to be a writer, I think he was trying to bring out more of a point or like a holistic yeah. view. I, I never think, thought about that. Yeah, I think it's something there that's interesting, like the fact of how far pillow talking can be, yeah. how can how far it can go. Just focusing on like nothing, but it's basically just like founded on like hypotheticals, and I think yeah. that's that's, where the, that's how conversations spark like that. Just talking right, about and I, that probably is the idea of. Yeah. The entire piece, like when you when you pillow talk, when people bring up the concept of pillow talking, you're little you're literally gossiping. Mm-hmm. You know, you're literally talking about hypotheticals. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, you pillow talking to X, Y, and Z. You don't know what's out there. Yeah. You don't know what's really going on. You don't know what we talked about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's interesting when you tie that back to the whole video. Mm-hmm. It's like they talked about the fucking world exactly about in ten minutes. In yeah, ten yeah. minutes, and nobody would know how that conversation would ever go. Mm-mm. But I gotta, I gotta applaud him on the right. Like uh, I was saying this, it, it reminds me of like he's like a white R. Kelly with like the chapter of the closet kind of vibe. Oh Jesus! <laughs> that's my, get, that's my. Can two we get cents. more chapters of trapped that's in the my closet? Two cents. But uh, yeah, I mean, because they got so extreme. Like I, uh, I think there's even a live version on the internet of like him like performing it like by himself. Did somebody die? I uh, someone got people got shot, and then there's always these Lord like Jesus. random twists. Like uh, there was one that involved like a midget. Uh, I, uh, I probably maybe the last chapter I got to was twelve. But I think there's like thirty something. It's a lot of chapters. Yeah, I want that to be a movie. It should. Be, that should yeah. be a movie. Like he needs to keep going with those. And then, <laughs> have you seen that video where he's basically singing his life? Yeah. Which one? Is so many. Like, All right, hold on. I'm about to. I'm about to find it. We're gonna be right back after these yeah. commercial breaks. We <laughs> <laughs> keep this shit going. But, it's like R. Kelly sings his life, sings, and there's like a there's like a twenty minute version and oh wait no there's a forty five minute version. Don't even play it. Don't, don't even don't 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 not not nah, Jesus. A, I'll, nah. I'll, I'll, I'll text it to you. But there's a forty five minute. Don't version even send me of, that. I ain't gonna watch it. Of R. Kelly singing his life, and then there's a uh, I think there's like a five minute version. There's a yeah there's a five minute version. Oh God! But no. he did this with GQ. He did it with GQ. Yeah, he did it with GQ. GQ, you just you looking for content now. Yeah. I mean, I, it's interesting, like how they how how much content they created, like with uh, like with the two chain stuff. 
Yeah, the, uh, the two chains most expensive and shit. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they said the the the, the top ten shoes of the summer are going to be like Vans and Vapor Maxes. You know, I got Vapor Maxes on. I did not know they were like that popular mm. when I got them. I know they were going to blow up. They feel like pillows. Do you think phone posits are going to make a comeback? Who phone posits? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Mm-hmm. What you talking about, like the Jordan shoes? No, like you. Know, I mean, you know, the uh, you talking about the Nike uh, shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah they gonna make a comeback. Yeah. They ain't gonna go nowhere. Yeah. Oh, just a question. I was like, I had to think about. It. I said phone positive. Yeah. Where they? Where they go? You talking about the one that like the purple galaxy color yeah. one? Yeah. When everyone wanted those shits. They people still want them. Yeah. I never really got into them. I remember. I think the one thing I remember. I think Vince Carter used to wear them. Yeah. Yeah, because I used to be a huge Vince Carter fan. You know what's interesting good. about those shoes? Sneaker design is such an interesting space. Yeah. Those shoes. Were you ever interested in that? Like, I'm trying to be. Actually, I'm trying to go into the sneaker game. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to be. I want to be a designer. That's Tinker, what's up. Tinker Hatfield and really inspired me. And then um, I think. I still have not seen Abstract. You need to yeah. watch it. It's I need so to watch. Good. I've been saying it like every episode. The but thing I still is, not watched it. the thing is with sneaker design that I, I'm so interested in, and I'm like more on the experimental side, mm-hmm. is the fact that you know it's it can go anywhere. I mean, these Vapor Maxes are fly knits with like this new like bubble gel concept, mm-hmm. and it's like you watch the stories on how they make it, and it's. So so well thought out. Mm-hmm. It's just it's interesting, and it can go anywhere if you're if you're a good designer. Like there's a reason behind every single decision. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's cool. like it's it's very intricate, and like the world that you can build around a shoe, like the concept. Like I think right now my favorite like art direction sneaker wise is this. Um, it was the Jordan ones that just came out the blue ones. Oh, okay. And they took pieces of like airplanes, like the, mm. like the little drilled in nuggets, because it's about taking flight, right? Yeah. And they did an all blue background, and they drilled it in, and it's like this shoe is floating on top of like this airplane, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool. It's so simple, but it's it's interesting to look at. So I don't know if I want to actually be a sneaker designer, or if I want to do the brand side and design yeah. like the world around it. Yeah, like either way. Yeah, that's that's definitely like a different different monster to deal with. Yeah, and, and sneaker designers come out the gate, from what I've seen online. Of course, things are different in real life, but mm-hmm. like they come out making like. Seventy fucking thousand dollars a year. You better, like, yeah. So, and but, I, I mean, I talked yeah. to um, I talked to the design team for the James Harden shoe mm-hmm. launch, um, that we did at uh, my agency at Zambezi, mm-hmm. just to kind of figure out how they do things, and it's so interesting to hear them talk about like their process of like picking the fabrics, picking out the design, sketching it out, mm-hmm. and then talking about like why they made some decisions because James Harden is supposed to be this game changer dude, and like he's super weird. So that's why you see the shoelace on the sh- on his uh, new shoe tilted sideways. What? And then the phone posits. What I didn't know um, was that they um, they absorb to your feet after you play, like like a few like games oh. of basketball. That's why they call foam posits. So they shrink to match your foot. Gotcha. Which is okay. kind of cool. My friend, my friend was telling me about that. I was like, damn, I do all that. Oh, that shit. Where it's like. Sideways like that. Yeah. So you look okay. at James Harden's shoe, like his shoes are sideways, and that's supposed to be like Sitting sideways. The interesting part about days. it. Uh, let's see. We can talk about a few more things, and we we can wrap this up. Yeah, I feel like we've been doing this for a minute. I uh, oh I uh, wait. Let's talk about that Lil Yachty Peekaboo video. Did you see it? You didn't see it, did you? <laughs> but I do not talk about Lil Yachty. I. I I gotta. I have no commentary. As 
None. People say that his music is like rudimentary, oh but his art direction is amazing. Like uh, that, like whoever does like the direction for his shit, like uh, like the little boat cover, that shit was tight. Can we direct these beads out of his head? What? Just, <laughs> let me tell you about it. my thing with Lil Yachty. I liked him a little more too. Like, have you seen that noisy profile for Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was good. Like where he's where he was like living with his mom and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That I was mean, cool. That, that's cool. But I just hate him as a person. Oh, he seems like a cool guy. <laughs> I mean, he's just it's just like you know. Did you see what uh, Charlamagne the God told him on his interview? Nah. Charlamagne the God told this guy he was like, "You are the the new face of everything that's wrong with hip hop." That's fucked up. And little, he, he just was like, yo. He's just having fun. He was like, yo, damn. And he was like, Charlamagne, you know Charlamagne. He was like, yeah, no, not a bad thing. You are like the uh, Trinidad James, the new Trinidad James. Yeah. I said, oh my God. He's basically what old, head, what old heads hate. I can say that. Like He's he's basically like the mascot for what old heads like, deem is ter- is wrong with hip hop. Yeah. I'll say that. But he is, he is though. Yeah. Eh. But really, though. Yeah. But he is. I guess, but uh, after that Target commercial that he did, oh, with Carly Rae Jepsen, where he yeah. was, where they were doing like it takes two. I mean, honestly, I don't even think he cares about making real hip hop. He just he's just trying to make money. And then pickaboo, 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 pickaboo. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, what the what? The? I heard it, I heard it. Heard pickaboo when we were in the car on Mero. Mm-hmm. The pickaboo, 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 pickaboo. I was like, this is this it? This, this is me diving deep <laughs> into the music video. What I, nah, I what I, what I like about the concept of the music video is this is me. This is my interpretation. Go ahead. Uh, basically, like the the idea, the concept is peekaboo, peek-a-boo and peek-a-boo, he's peek-a-boo. in all black, and so are the people. But the only thing that's red is his hair. So like you know, it's like the peekaboo. I see you, but you can't see him because he's in all black. Yeah. So I think that's, I've seen, that I've seen the artwork is, for that. That direction is cool. It's cool. Yeah. Peek-a-boo, peek-a-boo, it's dark peek-a-boo. as fuck, but it's well because. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's I, I think that's kind of genius. But the, the song doesn't really match. Uh, the carpet doesn't really match the drapes. Nope, nope, but, nope, nope. But execution is good. Like I love like even with uh, even like his line from "Am I the only one that really cares about cover art?" That kind of mm-hmm. inspired this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just talking about cover art. Big boop, big boop, big. Shut up. That's what he did. Big boop, big boop, big. It's either that or wait, what's worse, Peekaboo or Marco Polo? Remember Marco Polo, like Soldier Boy and Peekaboo. Peekaboo. Really? Hands down. Hmm. How did Marco Polo go? All right, we'll play both. Let's play. Let's play both of them. I don't care. I don't care. Peekaboo. Yeah, Marco Polo. Man, it's terrible how <laughs> how like Bowel's career just like trajected down. Wait a minute. <laughs> you just said Marco. Wait, what? Oh, was that the beat? I don't remember that beat. The beat. Wait, wait, Marco Polo. Yeah, it's like Marco Polo, Marco Polo, Marco Polo, Marco Polo, Marco. Oh yeah, Peekaboo. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> oh man, but but his direct influence is Soldier Boy. So like that tells you like it. That basically tells you like yo, loyalty. I'm gonna tell you what is some good art direction, some good filmmaking. Okay, let's talk about Sampha's process film. I still haven't watched. That you film talking about you watched Little Dicky? You ain't seen Sampha's process? I, I think we were gonna talk about Get it. Get out! Few, I think we we're gonna talk about it a few weeks ago, but I, I never seen it. I've not seen it. It the concept is so good. Tell me on it. Tell me because the the whole idea of his process video, as I took it away, mm-hmm. was that. It starts off in like this, this is African influence, mm-hmm. um, this this world back at home where he's originally from or where his culture. Wait, is from. where is Sanford from? I 
got to look that up. Um, oh, I, oh, I thought you just knew. My, my no, I don't know. I don't know what, exactly where he's from, but like he's from African descent. Mm-hmm. Like he's rooted in in that in that space, right? Mm-hmm. And so he kind of just talks about like that is where I belong, and that's who knows me more. But yet I'm in a new space. And I feel kind of like enclosed and trapped, right? Mm-hmm. Like when he talks about the piano knows me best on that one song, it's because I I feel like when he's playing the music, that's where he that's what knows him best because he spends so much time making music. And as he's pushing out these sounds, it sounds from like where he's from and like from Africa. I don't know. I don't know exactly where he's from, but like the video shows a lot of like rich imagery from like uh like maybe like kenya or like i don't know I, I just i don't know i need to dive a little bit more but like it's definitely like pro africa mm-hmm. like that type of like fear and he has these moments where it's this light right where people are looking at this like this light structure mm-hmm. and it's this black girl in the middle of it so it's like these little quick pans and cuts that show that there's this person's trapped in this cage and there's people looking at it like a moth like moss to like a light Damn. right and so what i took away from that is that he's trapped in this world per se london or like the european world right and that he has people looking at him and watching what he's doing but they don't know the true essence of who sanfa is the piano knows him best because mm-hmm. that's what he spends most time doing but if you knew him, you would knew his roots to Africa, how he's so connected with his family, how people really believe in him, and how the film is directed and cut by Khalil Joseph, who is the fucking boss. You just get Wait, that. Where, where have I heard that name before? He did the um, uh, Flying Lotus video in the pool. The dude who's in the pool. Um, he did the uh, the, Ken- the latest Kenzo spot with um, Jesse Williams. Mm-hmm. Look him up. He's boss. I, I look him up. Okay. He's boss. Oh, speaking of that, I... W- Oh wait, no, no, we'll, no, forget it. Forget what I said. Yeah, so like the whole how the how the film is set up is just like you get this feeling of like he's in this new world, this modern world, um, in Europe or America, and he's playing for all these people. But like truly, like you don't know where I'm from, and I want to go back. I belong to my roots. I belong where I'm from, and maybe I should have written it down to be kind of like more precise. That's no, all good. Let me see. He's like. It says he is. He, of course, he's in the UK. Yeah, I just assumed he was like from. Yeah, I didn't, but I didn't know like where. Yeah, he's um. He's from London, definitely from London. But it don't talk about. That's interesting. Hmm. Home in modern. Oh yeah, he is from the good Europe. But either way. Mm-hmm. His whole idea, or what I took away from it, is that I'm trapped in this world. I'm playing my music. You guys are watching me, and I'm ready to go back to my motherland. I'm trying to go back to my home. I'm trying to bring my roots back to where I want to go, and that's my life. Really good film. Much respect. Yeah, I need, yeah, I need to check that out. Look at it. It's it's visually stunning. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, have you seen the uh, – one other thing. Have you seen the, the Travis Scott video for Goosebumps? Goosebumps. Oh, the new one, the Lamash. Yeah, the Lamash video. No, uh, the one with Kendrick. Yeah, it's like super like Data Mosh. Yeah. Oh, wait, what is that? Data Mosh is like this art style where it's like a lot of overlays, a lot of flashing color. It looks kind of like. um, I just learned something new today. Glitch effects. 
it's really like I don't want to say it's shitty. But I'm it's, glad like, there was a subject described that because basically what my my interpretation was that oh they had a green screen let's go crazy. Uh, Essentially, yeah. that's what it is. That's like Dadamashi. Okay. So it's using technology to kind of influence the art mm-hmm. and the imperfection of technology, which is like the you know when you like pixels du- duplicating mm-hmm. or like when shit's out of whack. Oh, like the, like the Lamborghini. Yeah, video. that's Dadamashi. That was dope though, like how they did that. Yeah, that was yeah. beautifully done. Yeah. I don't know what Travis Scott who yeah. who Travis Scott worked with on that one. I forget. I, uh, the directors, I forgot they named them on the fader because they've done some other shit. Uh, but that's that's another time to, to look them up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and let's see. What I forgot. Uh, oh, wait, we uh, we can talk about real, real quick about uh, about like Tyler Creator doing the, uh, the Bill Nye theme, the new Bill Nye theme. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool because like, he basically grew up watching the video. So it's kind of like, uh, like passing the torch that some kid that actually grew up watching it is actually making the, the theme song. Yeah. And the theme song, it actually sounds a lot similar to to the old one. It, uh, so he's paying homage to it, so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and one, uh, I'm trying to find where Sonf was from. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I'm trying I, to uh, figure it out. Let's see. All uh, right. I know, I know where he's from. I'm just where. Not. Where is Sample from? S- Siri doesn't know. You know, it's interesting. Vice, their headline says, Sonf a short film possibly emotionally destroy you. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that's a um, clickbait right there. Mm-hmm. That mean oh, wait, are you going to the uh, that Dita Samaro live thing tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, same. Yeah. You already know I'm going. I yeah. told you, I'm, I'm jumping shit. Wait, that shit is lit. That shit's going to be so I'll lit. I tell people, like, you need me to do what? I'm going. Yeah, they're going. Bye. It's weed week. I think, yeah, they're, they're out here because it's weed week, so they can technically smoke over here. Yeah. yeah that's, they're having a concert about that, right? Uh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm hyped about that. And then. I wish I could go to that Charlemagne book signing. That's tomorrow too, right? Uh, I think it's Thursday. I think it's Thursday, four twenty. Oh, four twenty Thursday. I I don't smoke enough to really care though. But I uh, let's see. And what else can we talk about? Uh, oh yeah, uh, one last thing we can talk about is the Ludacris Vitamin D video. The fake abs. Yeah. Fake I, abs. I feel like uh no the one thing I hate about Twitter is that like it gives people a platform to be fake mad like he's been doing this shit for as long as i can remember he's been already to me he's already been buff so like i don't know yeah. why he like filmed his abs i, I think he's just doing extreme like how he, how he had like the giant arms and uh get back uh, get back get yeah. back you i remember the, like yeah. the like the hulk arms. yeah exactly had. yeah the hulk arms he's had like he always has like mm. a giant something in his music videos like he had the giant hair and stand up uh, he was he was fucking upside down in uh Southern Hospitality. Yep. Uh, roll and roll out. He had like the big head. So, uh, that's that's just his way of doing exactly. Stuff. Like like why are people like people are just fake mad about this? So, chill with that, please. No, I'm not saying please. No, nah. you should know better. I cannot find this information. Yeah, it just keeps saying British, 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 British. <laughs> like, I, like I really just googled where is Sanford from, and they they just said. Nationality British, but it's like I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm overthinking it. Yeah, like you would think. Wait, uh, wait, where's Morden? Oh wait, no, that's that's in London. It's yeah. in London. I thought that was I thought that was an African country. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it yeah it does not say it. Well, if you watch it, you probably see what I'm talking. Yeah, about. I'll check I'll check it out tonight, and then I. Uh, oh wait, I one last thing. Have you seen the? J- the J. Cole documentary that dropped last I night. missed it. I missed it too, but I don't I, have HBO. I have HBO Go on my phone, so I might watch it there. Is but it on uh, Tidal? You think it's on Tidal? It would make sense if it's on Tidal. 
Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. Damn it. So we talked about I, something we didn't watch. I would, no, because I was, I was going to just, it was just a quick spark, but I, I, I'll probably watch it tonight. Mm. Uh, but uh, it's interesting. I think he dropped a song on it too, like a new song. Yeah, it's a new track. With it's it. interesting though, like uh, how he's basically just walked away from fame. Like, have you, have you read that New York Times interview? Mm-mm. Like, he basically, t- he basically talked about how he's become less competitive and he's like basically walked away from fame. All I right. feel that was coming. Yeah, so because like Kendrick is one. I'm not Kendrick. Um, J Cole's one of those artists. It just feels like he's like really like disappearing. Exactly, getting back to his life, mm-hmm. which I respect him. That's for. interesting because he was just like because he was so like engulfed in like coming up and like being like the greatest rapper and like in his in his little mixtape. So, but did he yeah. though? I think so. Like he was because uh, when he was in the warm up, he was talking about. Oh man, I should have been signed, and then he. Oh yeah, him. yeah, yeah. you're and right, then, you're right. Uh, but now, and he was t- talking about all the fame, like even uh, he was in a fucking episode of Sweet, Super Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. So I think he was just uh, inf- infatuated by that, but now he's just uh, gone back to his roots, and he's basically just secluded himself and become mm-hmm. a bit of a, a bit of a hobbit. Yeah, he he is kind of, you know. I mean, he's got a daughter now, so he kind of has oh, to. Oh, that's true. I keep forgetting he's married and has a daughter. Yeah, he has he's, a kid. A, he's married. He has a daughter. Yeah. And Damn, all my favorite artists are kind of like almost like falling back now. Like, I feel like Donald Glover's going to be more like in the shadows now because he has a kid and all that. So. Not really. I just feel like he's going to be working on the Star Wars film. Oh, that's true. You too. know, yeah. He's going to pay more attention to that. And then, of course, there's going to be a two year like wait for yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, we don't even get Atlanta until next year. And then I. But, you know, I think that's probably good for the industry now. Yeah. We get more opportunities to see other people mm-hmm. flourish. But Insecure comes in, in a couple months. I'm hyped hey. about that. Yeah, that yeah, gives yeah, yeah, yeah. me something to, to look forward to. Insecure is going to be fire. I know. Like, it's crazy how, like, that turnaround. That, didn't they just finish the season a couple months ago? It was an indie. I feel like it's an indie film or an uh, yeah. indie series. Yeah, so, I don't like, think it's going to take that much time. But... It is. That was a quick like turnaround. Yeah. Oh shit. Speaking of that, uh, the Ava DuVernay thing that she's like uh, that she's hosting that. I think tickets go on sale for that. So they sold out. Wait. No. No. They don't go sale until like Tuesday. What's she doing? The sipping thing? Yeah. I, I think that because I saw a flyer that it doesn't. They don't go on sale until Tuesday. Yeah, I thought that was sold out. Yeah. I I hope not because I would I would like to go. Double check on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be in the group chat. I'll put it in the group chat. Uh. But any any other closing like remarks you got? Happy Easter. Yeah, happy, happy Easter. <laughs> happy resurrection to Kendrick probably. What happened if what happened if you're not like religious on Easter? I what if you don't believe in I'm Easter? super hungry now for, for like an Easter dinner now. See, I got some in my car and it's honey baked ham, honey baked turkey. Oh, that's green. right, because there's a honey baked ham down the street. Uh, I got it from one of my friends. Oh shit. Shout out to Amelia. Yeah. I mean, like I, this is me thinking like so so ordinary like I'm, I'm thinking i just might go to boston market that's because i don't know where to get a fucking home cooked meal he said boston market i don't know where the fuck to go go to try to get some healthy food go right. over there to um oh trader joe's trader yeah. joe's yeah or I'm, i might get like a sandwich from Mendo. why did they name trader joe's trader joe's is the person who started joe what's his name i wait no why did they why is gi joe joe why they named gi joe joe yeah why is that it rhymed ain't no damn gi joe oh. that's a good point who yeah. Why they named G.I. Joe? Yeah, why is like why who, is Joe a name? Who said Joe and G.I. Joe? G.I. Joe. Dun, dun, dun. That's a shitty yeah. cartoon. Oh, a, uh, oh, it says Joseph Joseph Colton, the original G.I. Joe, is a fictional character from G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Uh, he also appeared. So I guess that's like the commander. Oh, he's the general. He's the, he's the general, or I, I don't know. I don't I don't fucking care about G.I. Joe. I'm gonna tell you what I care about: Samurai Jack. <laughs> 
I still have. Like, I've been watching bits and pieces on uh, YouTube. It's good. It's it's good. Does show. it live up to the to the past few seasons? I think it's a little interesting. It doesn't because he's like on this whole like man without a sword mm-hmm. story, like this oh. deconstructed like mentally broken down Samurai Jack trying to find his power again. Yeah. And I think it's it's a unique because Samurai Jack was just slaying people. He was yeah. slaying people left and right. But I think this is an alternative like viewpoint to take with him. Like, what if he didn't have a samurai sword? What if you know? It's a he, good. It's a what good if he couldn't beat? Um. Um. Yeah. Right. How yeah. <laughs> what if he couldn't beat um Aku? You know. And I yeah. think like visually, it's really like it's really interesting mm-hmm. to watch. It's so good. The art style has always been good with Samurai mm-hmm. Jack. Like I love how it just it's just so unique. Like shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, I've just fallen back from a lot too. Like I, I used to be really into Walking Dead, and I don't really watch it anymore. I love cartoons. Yeah, yeah. cartoons are the the heart of animation. Exactly. No, I was thinking about this in the car today. Like I, uh, I would love to. Like I was really into cartooning in high school, but I think a goal of mine would, would I, is that I would love to create a cartoon, and maybe Donald Glover is one of the voices for it. That's on the way. So yeah, I'm sure somebody's working with him on that. Yeah, that that is a dream of mine. I, I just randomly thought of that. I would love for I would love to happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's make your dreams happen, man. Mm-hmm. Remember, hypotheticals and move at the speed yeah, of culture. Yeah, dream those dreams. If you want to be relevant, move at the speed of culture. Ex- yeah, that, that's basically. It's fucking hard. You basically, yeah, need to get an Adderall subscription. Fuck it, just get on a get you get on a United Airlines airplane and just act the fool, mm-hmm. and then see what happens. Yep. There you go. Yeah, people just find their ways, and oh yeah, so uh, you good here? Yeah, happy yeah. Easter. Yeah, happy <laughs> happy Easter, motherfuckers. And we're going to close out here on episode seven of the Deluxe Version. So we'll catch you. Happy birthday. Catch you next chance. week. Pice. Happy and birthday, happy birthday to, to Chance the Rapper. Happy birthday. He born on Easter? That's crazy. We're, I think it's just coincidence. <laughs> How great is our God? How great. Yeah, that, oh, that is hypothetical. <laughs> More hypotheticals for your ass. Hey. Peace. All right. <laughs>